1: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and
0: we're still here.
1: This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, we are up to episode 78, and we've got yet another special guest this time from 923 the Fan, right here in Cleveland. Adam the Bold joins us. We're gonna talk Indians, we're gonna talk Browns, plus We've got our Garage Beers of the Week, we've got our three Cheers of the Week, and so much more. So come on up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome on in everybody to episode seventy eight of the Garage Beers podcast. Go find us online at the Garage Beers on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube. Uh, are we on anything else? I think we're on most all of those things. If we're on, if you got social media, we're probably on it. Don't look us up on LinkedIn. With you as always, I am your host, Michael Keith. Go find me online at Garage Beers, Mike. Uh, and joining me as always in the garage, my two co-hosts. Over on the east side of Cleveland, find him online at Garage Beers. Chad, it's Chad Meyer. What's up, Chad? Hi, 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 boys! I missed you last week, Joey. Dude, dude great job,
2: dude! You freaking oh, killed it, man! Like Joey, you really made the show last week, Joe. Like I just, I can't say enough about everything you did last week, Joe, for the show. <laughs> it was terrific. It was wonderful, Mike. You were adequate, uh, but Joe, but Joe. <laughs> Amazing job, man! Really wow. amazing job.
3: You can't you can't play your entire hand out, hand out once, so you got to kind of <laughs> get in little spurts.
1: You know? Did you just did you just call me adequate? Yeah, dude. Yeah, thank you. you that did. might be the nicest thing you've ever said about.
2: Me. Uh, dude, I loved I loved the worst giveaway ideas.
0: Uh, 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 uh,
2: I love that I love that little segment. You know, I just thought of I, I thought of my own when when I was there. Uh, sitting there in North Carolina, staring at this peaceful lake. Uh,
3: so, if I could do it
1: real quick, I think I might want to. No, go. please, please. I've been waiting all week for this.
2: Uh, listen. Uh, so, there is an infamous story that going around because, as if anybody doesn't know, I'm I've kind of been in the sports media, uh, and you know, I've worked between the Cavs, Indians, and Browns. I've worked a bunch there, but over the last twelve years. So, there's an infamous story going around uh, in progressive field that. Well, it was Jacobsfield at the time that when the Indians traded away Paul Sorrento, he got so mad. He was so (laughs) pissed off about it that he went up to John Hart's office, took a giant dump on his desk and and left and left. So fans no this week, this week at the Indians game, it's done on a desk Tuesday. Oh, no. Where you eat, for the, yes sir, the first 10,000 fans will receive a little dingus on a desk bobblehead doll oh, and the dingus no.
3: wiggles no. and the dingus wiggles on the desk. That's
1: oh. the bobble person. <laughs> Dug on the desk Tuesdays. Dug on the desk oh. Tuesdays. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. And the it's worst nachos all... are half price. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's our first ever bobble dump.
2: Bobble dump. <laughs> bobble dump. Bobble dump. That's right. And then, and then, Mike, you Unless actually hilarious. took my idea because because uh, the first thing I the first thing I talked about it was a little different because the first thing I thought about with the Browns was uh, yeah. uh, the move, the franchise yeah. move. You said yeah. a mo- you yeah. said a moving truck. I was going to put Art Modell in a Greyhound bus with like the bobblehead part being as hand waving, <laughs> 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 hand waving. Uh, uh-huh. But we'll just we'll just go with this. We'll just go. That's right, fans. Let's relive 1987 as each of us 10,000 fans are going to receive an Ernest Biner statue with the ball coming out of his hand.
1: No. Uh, (laughs) No. Poor Ernest. The fumble. The fumble, Joe. The ball coming out of his hand. No. Going
2: out of his (laughs) hands.
1: Ernest Biner is a good dude. Oh, he is.
2: He is. But in terms of worst giveaway ideas, that's a pretty good one. That's
1: a pretty it's bad good. one. It's really, it's really, it's. I'd be, I'd be pissed if they gave that away.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't dump bubble dump. I, uh, I kind of want. I kind of want that giveaway. <laughs> but but. <yeah.
2: laughs> I didn't think of one for the cows,
1: but the Indians and Browns. That's what I got. Here's uh for the Indians. Here's uh, Jason. What was a uh, what was the, guy, the guy's name that crawled through the vents to get Albert Bell's? Uh, Jason uh, Grimsley. Yeah. Here's a Jason Grimsley stuck in a vent. <laughs> 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 just
4: his leg sticking it's, out. It's,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just a, it's just a piece of that like uh, uh, like collapsible ceiling. You just his head stuck in there like it's it's moved. You yeah. Know, like you see yeah. the hand <laughs> just moving the panel.
1: Uh or or him hanging like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh listen, man, Chad, it's so good to have you back. Uh glad yeah, you man. had a great vacation with the family. Uh the pictures looked awesome. I know you posted a little bit about on the on the garage beers page. Uh, but yeah. we're glad to have you back. You heard him already. Uh, but my other co-host here down in Nashville, Tennessee, Joey Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, what's up, Joe?
3: Uh it would, it's August, right? Yeah, it's August.
1: It, it sure is.
3: I I'm learning so many things about fantasy baseball. Oh, um, oh my gosh. I was just in sailing way with this league, right? I was in second, I was gaining momentum. Uh and then uh this past week, actually like 2 days ago, I realized that there is a cap to the amount of starts that your starting pitchers can have. <laughs> So what I was doing, I was like, holy shit, the starting pitchers are getting so many points. Oh, Let me shit. just dump all my relievers, fill my entire roster with starters, and then that's <laughs> that was gonna be my points. Like I was just gonna rely on the starters. Well, with a month to go in the season, uh, I'm done in this league. There's no way I can compete. Oh uh, no. Fantasy baseball sucks.
1: Oh, it sucks so bad. I I sucks. It sucks. I'm <laughs>
3: probably gonna do it again next year, but like, oh boy, did I did I mess up. That was like fantasy.
1: Fantasy football is a lot
2: to manage, but fantasy baseball goes beyond that
3: daily. It's daily. I'm on a daily
1: looking at it. The best thing about fantasy football, you watch the games. It's one time a week. You make your changes. Boom. Whatever. You're done with it. Unless somebody gets hurt. You don't have to manage it all the time. Fantasy baseball is just it's too much. It
0: is too Mm -hmm.
1: much. Anyways, uh, Joe, good to have you back in the garage. Uh, Chad, good to have you back in the garage. As always, the Garage Beers podcast is brought to you proudly on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And again, as we announced last week, we are also on Unhinged Radio, uh, Unhinged Internet Radio, uh, which, uh, again, partnered with Belly Up recently. And so you can either listen to us on any podcast hosting site, or you can jump onto the Unhinged Radio Network and you can listen to us Monday mornings, uh, we really do. We we love the Unhinged group. And like I said last week, they're kind of our, uh, they're like our flavor flave. They they just jump on Twitter. They're they're our hype men. So again, check out Belly Up, check out Unhinged. Uh, but now it's time for us. We got a great episode here. We got a wonderful special guest uh, uh, that we are excited to get to. We talked to him. We'll send it to that interview soon with Adam the Bull from 92.3, the fan here. But before we get to that. We got to do our favorite segment of the week, and that is our Garage Beers of the Week segment. And I'm going to start with Chad because he is literally making an O face at me because he just tasted uh. his beer. And I know like he's grunting and like moaning, and so I just got to send it over to him. Chad, what's your Garage Beer of the Week this week? Well, boys, that, that,
2: the reason why I'm doing that now is because my Garage Beer of the Week. Now, don't get me wrong. In my drinking career and all of your <laughs> professional drinking careers, uh, I've had plenty of beers, but I just took so, my first sip. I just took my first sip of a type of beer that I've never had before. Wow. And it is a uh, fucking amazing. Boy. <laughs> oh, first, let's uh, go. First off, first off, let me just look at the, just let me just show you the can. This is up for uh, as far as can art goes. I think this is up for like can of
3: the year. Oh, is that. that is that now
1: on it? Is that the predator? Look at that
2: thing!
3: Look at wow, that thing. that's pretty wild. Look how awesome that is! Yeah, okay. that's sweet. And, and
2: so, my beer is from—I brought it back from North Carolina. It's called—it's from uh, Bramari Brewing Company in Asheville, North Carolina.
1: One of the brewery and, capitals of the
2: world. And, and and fellas, this is the Set It On Fire Rouch beer. You ever oh, yeah. had a Rouch beer? Yeah, I've never had a Rouch this beer. Is, boys, this is a smoked lager. Oh. And I, I, I'm telling you, it's got like, it's got like a sweet, it's, it's, it's initially it's sweet, but then the finish is like, if you could, if you could like put the, put the scent of campfire into a beer, yeah, like that's, that's the finish of a smoked lager. And, and it is just absolutely delicious.
1: I'm so glad I bought this. So you, obviously Chad, you're into it. Have you had a smoked beer like that before, Joe? No,
3: I didn't know that so existed.
1: It's funny. And, and I've got nothing against it. I, I will obviously say nothing against it. That is one of the very few types of beer that it's just mm-hmm. not my thing. Yeah. That all? smokiness. It's, it's a taste that you've got to just, I like smoked cocktails. Yeah. Like when you put bourbon and you smoke it and all that, I like it. the smoke beers are just not, I've tried a hundred of them because I want to like them. Cause I'm, I feel like it's manly to like a smoked thing. And it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. I'm not manly enough for it. Chad, you, you've you got the chest and back hair to handle it. And the muscles. Don't get the muscles. <laughs> oh, sorry. We the muscles. <laughs> uh-huh. Awesome. Well, hey, man, that, that the, the can art's awesome, and it sounds like a terrific beer. So uh, a, a Rouch beer from Chad for the first time. Joe, what's your Garage Beer of the Week this week? No beer. Oh, sorry. Garage Drink of the Week.
3: Garage Drink. We're taking a break from beer this week. Uh just like a it's like a planned rest day like for LeBron, but it's just like a plan right.
1: like <laughs> no beer week
3: for Joe. Load, it's
1: load management. <laughs>
3: Lo- yeah. That's it. It's it's my load management. Load uh, management. So I'm going mixed drink. The drink itself, nothing fancy. It's it's a soda and it's sorry, it's a pop and it's rum. Thank you. So that's nothing fancy, but the pop is really good. Uh from Go St. Louis, Missouri. I have Fitz's premium cream soda Ooh. Uh, that my girlfriend who was driving through St. Louis and every time she goes through, she gets this cream soda. It's phenomenal. I love cream. Let's soda. go. Let's it's go. Like, I don't know why that's not like more of a staple. Just like I agree restaurants. It, it's it it is on the tier of root beer. I think uh, mixed drinks and cream soda. Delicious. Why are we not doing that more? Um, I agree. So yeah, so I'm having this cream soda, and that's my
1: garage drink of the week. Cream soda and rum, and rum. What kind of rum are we drinking?
3: It's not. It's Bacardi. It's
1: oh, all right. Well, that's fine. Bacardi and cream uh, soda. Get after it, Joe. yeah, yeah.
3: Malibu What's coconut. Malibu. No, coconut no, rum? it's
1: just uh, just white
3: rum. <laughs> Although I do love uh, one of my favorite like rums for mixing. So not like fancy rums, but
4: fancy mixing rums. rums
3: is the Blue Chair Bay Vanilla Rum. I don't know if Never they sell that up there, but it is one of the best mixing rums with the Coke. It's like a vanilla rum and Coke. Oh my God, it's so good.
1: Uh, get it. All right, so we got an awesome smoked beer. We've got a delicious rum and cream soda. I like. You know, Joe. It's not. You you, you did a mixed drink. You did kind of a cheapo mixed drink, but you didn't. You you fancied it up. I like the I cream did. soda. Oh, I did. I like the
3: cream soda. That's a my, that's my M O. And then, Boys, I, apologize, I apologize if I'm silent
2: for a second. My can says drink immediately. So I got I to be finished. Finish, finish your beer.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, listen, guys, it, it brings it to me. So let me crack this open. Oh, yeah. Um, again, we've talked about this a thousand times. When it comes to this time of the year, I am a very basic bitch. Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. It is pumpkin season. And it's no, going to be. Pump- yes, it is. Shut the fuck up. No, it's not. Yes, no, it no, is. it's not. It is no, pumpkin season and it's going to be pumpkin season until not, we don't have pumpkin season anymore. But it is just pumpkin like it's season. stout season in the summer for you. No way. Hey, hey, ass face, walk into a beer store right now and tell me what beers you see right up front. What are they featuring? It's all pumpkin.
4: probably probably pumpkin IPAs.
1: probably IPAs. The market's saturated with those disgusting beers. God damn it. It's all pumpkin beers. I walked into the store yesterday. Everything up front is just all the pumpkin beers. They're all out. And I am just in on the pumpkin beers and I've got one of my favorite breweries and I've never been there and I need to remedy this from Akron. Uh, and I think I've had a hop and frog on here before, but hop and frog brewery. They are so good at the things they do. Like they do the turbo shandy and it's delicious. They do like kind of flavored beers and they're delicious. The hop and frog beers are the absolute bees knees. It's one of the best breweries in the Cleveland Akron area. And this is frogs hollow double pumpkin ale get it give me the pumpkin in my life uh and it's guys it's great it's great i had pumpkin last week i've got the hop and frog double pumpkin this week get give it to me inject it in my veins
2: I don't think you can go to it.
1: Is it, is it. Isn't
2: it just a brewery that distributes? Like a small little brewery that just distributes.
1: It used to be, but they've they've opened up like a tap room and stuff down at Hop and Frog now. So I actually think they have a restaurant now. So yeah, you huh. can you can definitely Chef. go there, and I definitely want to do that. I just don't go to Akron all that much in my life. Why? Uh, for convenience <laughs> purposes, mileage, gas prices. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Boys. Uh, Listen, have, on down to Akron. It's good to have Thank all you. three of us back. It's good to have Chad back. Uh boys, to you here on the podcast, cheers. To you guys listening, cheers. As always, I say, uh, if you got a garage beer you want us to try, if you got a pumpkin beer that you're like, Mike is basic and he needs to try this pumpkin beer, send it. If you've got a uh, an IPA, send it to Chad. If you got an IPA, send it to Chad. He probably wants to try it. Uh oh. but but send us beer suggestions. We will oh. go find them. We will try them. We'll call you out on the podcast. Uh, but uh, now it's time to get into this episode, and we recorded an episode with uh, just an absolutely spectacular uh, uh, special guest, Adam the Bull from 92.3 the Fan. So we're going to jump over to that right now. All right, and now we are very excited to bring in our uh, another amazing special guest. Uh, and guys, this is this is just—it's uh, awesome to watch week after week. We've been doing this for. This is episode 78, and we've got 70 special guests that we've had on. And uh, and we're very lucky to have yet another one here on the Garage Beers podcast. Uh, if you're in Cleveland, if you like Cleveland sports, you know this guy. He's been around for about a decade. Now, we'll get the official time, but about a decade uh, as the Afternoon Drive, uh, one of the hosts of the Afternoon Drive show on 92.3 The Fan. Uh, he is one half of the Bull and Fox. It is Adam the Bull. Adam the Bull. Adam the Bull. Adam the Bull. Adam yeah. Bull. Uh, whatever we well, want to call you. Way, Welcome somebody. to the podcast.
3: Thanks
2: guys. Good to be here. And I got to tell you, you know, obviously I'm on the radio. I don't do a lot of TV. I don't do a lot of video chatting and like, I can't help, even though I don't really like looking at myself. I'm like, I keep looking at my own picture. It's driving me crazy. I don't really like how I look. It's not like I'm enamored with how I look. I just, my eyes keep going to my own picture. I almost want to put like a a piece of tape over my own picture. So I don't look, it's driving me nuts. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's a reason I use muted light. Well, like that's why I just try to <laughs> keep myself in the yeah. dark.
1: Listen, uh, he does that for us as, as much as he does for anybody. Yeah, it's right. Right. A rough go. Uh, bull man. Yes. Uh, so what is the, um, cause I was trying to think it's a funny yeah. story. Uh, I used to work for the crushers out in Avon and I was their promotions yeah. director. I was their on-field host and we had a, we had an Ohio state Buckeyes night. Yeah. And that night, one of our Buckeyes that we had to come sign autographs and stuff was none other than Dustin Fox. Sure and he got a text as he was getting ready to throw out the first pitch that he was going to be the host of the Bull and fox and right. it was it like happened right there as he was getting ready to throw out the first pitch so w- yeah. what was the official like first on air date for the bullen fox I'm trying to remember it was august 29th 2011 10
2: years That's, yes oh, you're right it. it'll be sunday is exactly 10 years it's a good job out of you Uh, Yeah, we that's the day the station went on. And that's the day we went on for the first time. Yeah. And I had uh, Dustin and I had done one practice run, maybe three, four weeks before. I can't remember exactly. We did like maybe a half hour together. And I had done a few test runs with a few other people. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And then we met for the first time, I want to say a week before that was <laughs> the first time we met in person when we did the test run, I was in New York and he was in Cleveland and we did it, you know, that way. But, but I, we, we met for the first time,
1: like I said, about a week before the station went on the air, give or take a few days. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I, nice. I, I still remember that. And I was like, man, wait, uh, 10 years. I was trying to think of it today, 10 years. Yeah. So congratulations, uh, Thank obviously you. you're in order 10 years. Uh you're a Clevelander now. You you're just a full on you're a full on Clevelander. I really am. I, I
2: say to my friends and family, both my friends here and my family uh, and friends back home in New York, I say uh, I'm like a mutt, right? I'm a half New Yorker, half right. Clevelander. Right. It's the, it, it's the longest I mean, I've never done anything for more than 4 years. I've never gone to a school for more than 4 years. I've never done any other job for more than 4 years and <laughs> change. And so 10 years, especially in this business, it's, it's kind of mind blowing, but yeah, I mean, I love living here. We're happy. We're really happy. You know, we bought a home about six years ago and, uh, yeah, it's great. And my son's, you know, my son's born and raised Clevelander. So he's, he's eight and that's all he knows. Hey, that's the, uh, that's the life of being in radio and TV, man. You you jump around, you're not, you're never in somewhere for more than two years. And. Yeah. Now, now, Adam, you know, you know, Adam the Bull. I guess that's my first question: is where does the name come from? Where, where, where does Adam the Bull come from? So it started um, actually when I was a kid. When um, when I was a kid, I played first base in little league. Mm -hmm. I was a big kid. I was, believe it or not, I was actually tall when I was really young. And then I stopped growing and everybody else passed me. But <laughs> oh geez, okay. <laughs> but like in this in the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I was like one of the tallest kids in the class. Cause I've basically been this height since the fourth grade, which is tall for the fourth grade, but not tall for an adult, obviously. <laughs> so so when I when the when I was a kid in the early 80s, the Cubs, as you guys know, I'm a Cubs fan. Yep. And the Cubs yep. had a first baseman named Leon Durham. And his nickname was Bull. And I played first base and I was a lefty ah. and and so my friends just started I was a big kid and my friends just started calling me bull when I was a kid, because I liked Leon Durham and I played first base. And then when I went to college, um, I had a roommate whose na- also his name was Adam too. And one of the guys was like, well, one of you have a nickname. And I said, well, my friends used to call me bull and that's what it really took off. And then oh, for radio, my, my last name is really long and it's not a good radio name. <laughs> So it just kind of I
1: just went with it and it stuck. Well, that was that was the thing that took me. Again, I, you just you're just Adam the Bull. I've been listening to you for ten years on the radio. You're <laughs> Adam the Bull, so right. you 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 agree to come very graciously. Agree to come on with us, and I'm like, all right, I got to get a little research into Adam the Bull. I listen to him, yeah. but you know, I, I got to get a little. And all of a sudden, your last name comes up, and I realize right. it's like the best kept secret. I had no idea what your last name was. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you can find it, obviously. Right. Um, And I've actually said
2: it on the air like two or three times just to kind of mess. Ma- because there used to be a guy, he doesn't call anymore, or, or maybe he does. And Keith, our producer, knows everybody's voice now. So maybe he doesn't let him through. But there used to be a guy who would call. And at the end, he would like purposely say my last name. And I'd always dump it. I'd always dump it because yes. it's like, you don't get to say my last name. Because I, you know, I, I don't use it for a reason, but right. I, once in a while, I just kind of randomly throw it out there, but I've only said it a few times, but it's not hard
1: to find. It's not like I'm keeping it a, that big a secret. I just don't mention it usually. Well, listen, we're not going to say it either, but I will say <laughs> it totally threw me off because it, it just, you, you're a New York guy. For some reason, yeah. every New York guy to me is Italian. Yeah. It is not an Italian name.
4: <laughs> it is. No, definitely not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. No, no, uh, all right, so uh, but just talk to us a little bit cuz we we yeah. we looked up a little bit of your history. First of all, I love that your first paid job was with the Batavia Muck Dogs. Yeah. And I and I just wonder why pro sports teams can't get it right like minor league teams do. The Muck Dogs. That's a great name. How do you know uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. why can't pro sports teams be the Banana Slugs and the Muck Dogs and I know or the uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I mean, that's <laughs> a great the name. The trash pandas?
2: I just got back from uh, North Carolina on vacation, and I went to a Durham Bulls game bowl with uh, right, and they and they were playing the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's Lovely. great names.
2: The, what's funny the uh, they weren't always the dogs The original Batavia team for many years they were the Batavia Clippers, which is kind of boring. Yeah, okay. Totally. And then around the time I worked there, I think just a couple of years before they changed the name to the dogs, which is an it was an yeah. awesome name. I loved it it's a random thing but like do you ever get you guys ever see summer catch oh yeah yeah when when dr dr cox is the scout and he uh, sends freddie prince to the batavia muck dogs that's right (laughs) that's what i thought about when i saw that
4: yeah
1: (laughs) so that's true so you like you got your start in like what is to be honest with you like the cradle of broadcasting right upstate new york is like where broadcasters go to have their birth in their careers. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Yeah. So you get your start in upstate New York. You eventually move back to New York City, where you're from, Brooklyn, New York City, Uh, and you've done a a lot of cool things, right? You've done play by play for Hall of Fame games. Uh, You've called um, uh, the Cyclones. You've done a little Cyclones, couple games there. Yeah. Um, So you're home. So what's it like for you? First of all, here's this station in 92.3 that's just getting going and the fan is around, right? So it's not like that's new. Yeah, But 92.3 is just getting going. What's it like for you to say, I'm going to uproot. I'm going to move to Cleveland. We're going to start a brand new station. Like What kind of faith do you have to have in that?
2: Well, it was a no-brainer for me, honestly. I was working in New York, and I was working a lot, but I was still Um, part-time. So I wanted a full-time opportunity. I was looking for an opportunity to be on the air every day. You know, they gave me a good opportunity in New York to work a lot, but I didn't have my own show there and I, and I wanted it. And, um, what's funny is, um, is, is, I've told the story, I think once or maybe twice on the air, but I don't know if you guys have heard it, but so maybe six months, I don't remember the exact timeline, but roughly six months before the station went on the air, I got a call from, I was, I had done an overnight show because in New York, they're local 24 hours. Yep. Um, so I had done an overnight show and my boss in New York, um, uh, Mark Chernoff, who is Indians GM, Mike Chernoff's father. Oh, nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he called me into his office. At, I had just gotten off the air 6am and he's already in, oh. he calls me into his office and I'm like, Oh, did I do something wrong on the overnight <laughs> oh, show? Yeah. And he calls me in his office. And he says, I may have a full-time opportunity for you. Hey. And oh. I said, well, that's fantastic. I'm like, can you tell me more? He's like, well, only thing I can tell you is it's east of the Mississippi River. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> well, <is> that right? <laughs> Sweet. That's it. <laughs> so I go home. <laughs> I go home and I wake up my wife and I'm like, he just told me I'm go- they're gonna- they may offer me a full-time job. Uh, he said, it's east of the Mississippi. Now, he didn't say it was going to be a new station. So I assumed it was a station that already existed. So I go on the at the time we were owned by CBS. I go on the CBS radio website and I look at all the markets east of the Mississippi. And my wife and I are sitting there at seven o'clock in the morning in our tiny little apartment in Bayonne, New Jersey. (laughs) And I'm like. Chicago, that's awesome. Miami, (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going through Boston. Like, okay, these are all and I was like, I said to my wife, as long as it's not Detroit, I'm happy. Well, right, right. And and because there was there was no I didn't even think of Cleveland because there was no Cleveland Mm -hmm. station. Now I don't even know why I said that about Detroit. It's probably the same biases that people say about Cleveland, because you don't know any better. I'd never been to Detroit. Sure. Just like I'd never been to Cleveland before I moved here. And by the way, if I had got if, if it had been Detroit, I would have gone, I would have gone to Detroit <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. sure. yeah. yeah, in a heartbeat. Right. But, uh, Probably so it, anyway. would have been Dubuque, it would have went <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, so three, so Bob, like, okay, this is, this is awesome. So I, I don't hear anything. A few weeks later, he calls me, uh, he calls me up and he says, we got a job for you in Cleveland, or he may have a job for you in Cleveland. They're starting a new station in Cleveland. Oh geez! And my first reaction is someone who had never been to Cleveland, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I've said this on the air: never been to Cleveland. You hear the same stupid stuff that people that don't know anything say. <laughs> and I was like, Cleveland. You know, my in my mind, I'm like, eh. I wasn't excited, but I still said to him, "Okay, great. Here we go. Full time opportunity." Right. But in my mind, I was I was excited, but I was also for a minute, I was like, eh. It wasn't. You know, I was thinking sure. more sexier cities, places I've been. Well, within a couple of weeks, I started doing research on Cleveland. I happened to like meet randomly within like a week or two. I met like two people that were from Cleveland that had moved to New York. Hmm. And then I found out that uh, somebody I had recently become friends with had had lived in Cleveland for a little while. And everybody I spoke to had some good things to say. So that little bit of like, eh. After a couple of weeks I was like okay and I went from 95% excited to 100% excited everybody says Cleveland's great awesome so now it's a month later and I'm soup. I'm through the roof can't wait I'm just waiting to find out when it would you know when I'm officially going to get the call and maybe offer the job and when it's going to start I'm pumped couldn't be more excited my wife's excited we've looked up places to live in Cleveland I mean we were all over it, all over it I get a call a couple of weeks after that From again, Mark Turnoff, and he says they decided not to start the station in Cleveland. So oh Oh, man. And I said, I I was devastated. So here I went from like, eh, Cleveland, to like, oh my God, I want to go to
4: Cleveland (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm devastated. (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland sucks.
2: (laughs) Screw Cleveland. So upset. I was heartbroken. I was in my mind I had already moved to Cleveland. I was heartbroken. So I was like, okay, I got to move on. What am I going to do? It's not going to happen. So a few weeks later, I speak to uh, this this guy who was the program director of a news station in New York within the same company that I was working for. And he said to me, we're looking for a morning sports anchor for our news. And I didn't want to do that. No, I I really didn't want to do that. Yeah. But I just got married. And it was a full-time opportunity and it would have been, you know, pretty good money. Sure. And so I was like, okay, you know, let's see, I'll I'll try it for a week, see if I like it. And you know, maybe I'll do it till something better comes along. And so I'm about, so, so it's, 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 I think it was June or July. And I'm supposed to do a week of this morning show where I got to get up at like three in the morning.
4: On a uh, Monday. Uh,
2: and that Friday, Mark Chernoff calls me again and says, Cleveland's back on. You're hey. <laughs> gonna get a call next week from he mentioned our two bosses, Tom and, and Dave, who are the two bosses in Cleveland. It's like one of them's gonna call you next week. You negotiate your deal, blah, blah, blah. They're offering you a job.
4: Okay, I'm oh. thrilled. <laughs> Cleveland.
2: Now I got to still get up every day. Now, I've already made this commitment
4: to do this. Morning. <laughs> oh, no,
2: no. So I'm getting up all next week at three in the morning. I'm like, oh, this sucks. But I, you know, I didn't want to can't bail out on them. So I did it anyway. Obviously, I had no interest in taking that job at that point. I get the call the next week. We make the deal and, and the rest is history. But you know, And then we did a couple of uh, test runs with a few different people and eventually did the test run with Dustin. And I felt like that was the best chemistry. And, and here we are. I love it. Oh, well, it was a long well, story. I don't know if it's
1: too long. No, it's not too long. Not like it's that, perfect. A, it, listen, first yeah. of all, we're all Clevelanders. Yeah. So we love when anybody says anything good about Cleveland. Plus, you love yeah. when you're from Cleveland. The one thing you love more than anything else is that transition story, right? Yeah. That like Ugh, Cleveland to then somebody finally comes here and they're like, oh, this doesn't suck. It's awesome. Yeah, and and uh, I like
2: Cleveland right away when we first moved here. We lived in Lakewood. We rented a. What's funny is when I was first moving here. Uh, my boss says to me, You should look for a place on the east
1: side. Now, where do you guys live? Where do you guys live? So I'm on the I'm, east side. I'm a west sider. I believe I grew up in the city you live in. Okay.
3: I live in yeah. Nashville. So, oh. well, I actually <laughs> used to live in the house that Michael's in right now. <laughs> Correct. <Okay>. Correct.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm on okay, the east so, I, I grew up on the yeah. west side, but I, I've, okay. I've been yeah. on the east side of the past eight so years. So, you're a trader. You've sold out and gone to the east Correct. side. My boss says to me, he suggests we look on the east side and I didn't know what I had no clue. We had come. We had, uh, so we came for a visit a few weeks before the the, the show, the, the show and the station were going on the air. And we looked at we were going to rent because we wanted to, you know, feel it out before mm-hmm. we bought a house. And so we look around the east side and we checked out a couple places in Solon. We looked in Beachwood. We looked in Lyndhurst, I think it was. I don't know. and right. Nothing. We liked. nothing, nothing, nothing.
4: Yeah.
2: And then finally somebody suggested to me, well, why don't you look at Lakewood? You know, it's really convenient to get downtown. And we loved Lakewood, loved Lakewood. We rented a house in Lakewood and I loved it. I would have stayed in Lakewood, but we couldn't, when we would buy a house, There was not, we just couldn't find the right house. So we did move to Rocky river, but I realized that I realized after that, I think the reason, well, I won't even get into it, but that's, I'll leave that alone. But, but anyway, (laughs) but, um, So I did end up on the West side and the West side is just, it's just so much easier getting downtown from the East side.
1: Oh my gosh. It's not even, yeah, it's not even, it's not even comparable. The highways like disappear on the East side. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. It's crazy. What's so funny is when I was living in in New Jersey and New York, right? Like I lived in, I was mentioned a town called Bayonne, which is very close to New York city. Mm -hmm. And from Bayonne to where the radio station was in New York is, which is just outside the Holland tunnel is like with no traffic, it's like a 15 minute drive. Right. But unless I was doing an overnight show, I never took 15 minutes. And most of the time it took 40 minutes to an hour. Right. And if it was really like, if I was going in for, if I was doing a night show on a Friday and I had to be in at like five o'clock, it could take me two hours or even more. Right. So I would be in the car all the time. Now that I live on the West side here for the last 10 years, If I'm in the car for more than like 15 minutes, I'm losing my, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I used to be in the car. It used to take me 20 minutes just to go to the other side of my town in New Jersey. Yeah. If I drive anywhere more than 20 minutes now, I'm like, I can't go to Solon. I'm out in the the boondocks. Are you
4: crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like when Cleveland people complain about traffic. They're like, "It took me yeah. a half hour," and I'm like, what? "You idiot! Have no idea <laughs> right. what other people go through."
2: Yeah, and I you feel, the, you, and they feel like they have to, like if you're going west, the west side to east side, you feel like you have to pack a bag because it's like a vacation, yep. right? See, west I'm, west I, I'm
1: the opposite of that though. I'm a born and raised west side, but I like, I like, I like the east side too. I like to visit. I well, go, there are I good things the about east side. I sure, cross the Sure, sure, yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, so Adam, uh, before yeah. we get into sports. Uh, since we're sharing the Cleveland love as a guy who's been here for 10 years, you're not allowed to say Delmonico's.
4: Okay. okay.
1: Where where, (laughs) where are your places? Where are your places in Cleveland?
2: My, if somebody, when somebody comes to visit me and they say, what's the one food place I have to go to? My first choice is always Mitchell's ice cream. Even though it's not a main course. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But Every person that visits me in Cleveland we always go to Mitchell's. That's yep. that is the
1: place. You're going to be my son's favorite podcast guest. He's, he's <laughs> only four. But my God, yeah. do we have to go there all the it's
2: time? It's the best. It's the best ice cream I have ever had in my mm-hmm. life. They never let you down. It's amazing. What's your favorite um, flavor? My favorite flavor, uh, I would say, is probably double chocolate chunk. Oh, go That's on. Probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. OK. I'm not that adventurous with my flavor. That's OK. To be that sounds delicious. I might, yeah. I might have to get out of here for a minute, boys.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Get some good <laughs> Mitchells, <laughs> and I haven't had
2: it in like three weeks. I'm losing my mind. But, um, I love I love Slimans. Oh yeah. Um, you know I have my pizza joints that I like, uh, Sweet Basil in Westlake, and um, uh, I just forgot it. Il Il Rione. Oh yeah. In in okay. uh, Ohio oh. City. Yes. Uh, I love. Um, oh God. Um, Oh, in Ohio City, They're the place that makes, I'm, I'm, oh, larder, larder. Oh, right yeah. In there.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Woo, that pastrami <laughs> sandwich. You're looking at the pastrami sandwich? Well, bro? the pastrami sandwich is amazing, and their fried chicken sandwich Fried Ooh. chicken. Ooh. Their chicken thigh. It's a fried chicken thigh. <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Cleveland's yes, got amazing. it. I tell my friends, I tell my friends in the, my New York friends, say it um, all the time that Cleveland's got a great food scene. Yeah um especially especially like American style food Italian food's good the pizza I thought the pizza would suck when I moved here and I've you know I got two places I love but there's here you know, like five or six places that i I think are
1: solid that and that you know I haven't been everywhere hey
4: listen, re- rocky Rocky re- River okay
1: One of my first jobs I ever had my whole life was Pelicano's pizza, and I still- Everybody loves Pelicano's. Yeah, I've had it a couple times. It's solid. Get the chicken club. The chicken club pizza is unlike- I don't want a chicken on my- I don't- No chicken on the pizza for me. All right. No chicken, no Don't get it, then. Don't get it. It's
2: fine. Are are you real particular about your pie there, uh, Adam? Because I work with a guy, like I work down at the CAS, down at the arena with the with the scoreboard show, the in-arena show, and we got a guy there who's originally from Albany. And yeah. he and he says there is not a good slice in Cleveland. He's a he's, no, he's, he's wrong. First wrong. of he's all, wrong. what would he know? He's not really from New York. He's from <laughs> Albany. No, he it's basically Albany's Massachusetts. What are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything north of the Bronx is not really New York. Vermont. Yeah, so okay. he doesn't know what he's talking about. I can't the wait beat, to tell him that. Yeah, the pizza here is good. No, any it's silly. When people say that pizza is not good, it's stupid. It, are there going to be as many great choices as New York City for pizza? Of course not. First of all, it's a much bigger city with a lot more people. And that's, you know, the primary food. But there's plenty of good. I lived, you know, I, when I lived in parts of upstate New York, there were some places I lived where you couldn't find a single good place. So, yeah, there's good pizza here. No doubt. Anybody that says there's no good pizza here is, is an idiot. I, you know, I found I, uh, i have uh, every style of food there's at least one place i like i have my you know my chinese places yeah sure sure dragon towers at cam's corner
1: yes delicious i like
2: two i i get uh i love uh, sushi 86 downtown they've got Mm. good food Mm -hmm. uh joe's deli here in rocky river yes some of the best there's a lot you know the rocky river uh uh, the flip side great burgers um Uh, Rocky River Brewing Company is like, you know, I love going there to eat, uh, you know. So they, I, 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 mean, I could go on and on with restaurants, oh, yeah.
1: but there's a ton of great food in Cleveland. I, t- that's, I argue with people all the time about that. Uh, Cleveland has, it's diverse, right? I didn't realize that every city doesn't have diverse food offerings until I moved away from Cleveland. And I remember when I was in Texas, I was like, all right, where can I go get a pierogi? And they looked at me and said, what's a pierogi? And I said, I have to move back to Cleveland. Like no. this isn't gonna do it. For yeah, me. like we can't. can't have I know, that. I know. I love, love pierogies. Yeah. Um, the only food that I would
2: say I've been disappointed uh-uh. in Cleveland is barbecue. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, I don't have any of that. Right. Not much. Yeah, I feel
2: like the barbecue places I've been disappointed in. That's the only style of food that I've been. Everything yeah. else, I have something
1: I love. There's there's great choices. Yeah, I think a lot of the barbecue here is like okay, it's like all right. All right. That's fine, but it's not Yeah, right, out. exactly. Yeah. Grumpies for brunch, like a oh. Sunday brunch. Grumpies
2: love Grumpies. Yeah. And uh what do you call it? Um oh the place um the place on Center Ridge Road. Rustic. Oh
4: god, god.
2: I mean their pancakes oh, wow. are awesome.
1: I've been oh, going wow. there since I was like two years old to Rustic. Yeah, I mean it's been there forever.
2: It looks like you walk in for a second. You're like, I don't know. But then you're like,
1: wow, the food's awesome. Well, Rocky River's got two of those places. It's got Rustic and Bearden's. You can get a peanut butter burger at either one of them. (laughs) You can't go wrong with that. (laughs) Uh, All right. So enough Cleveland love for a minute. Uh, let's get into a little bit of sports. Uh, Bull, uh, we've had other um, radio personalities on the show, some from your station, some from other stations. We won't talk about yeah, that, but that's funny. Uh, we're in that. Uh, we
2: all know each other, by the way, like we know each other.
1: Well, we were. So we had we had uh, Emmett Golden on a little while ago, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And he was like, we're in that thing now as radio hosts. We're the only thing people want to talk about are the Browns. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk that's about true. the Indians for a minute. Let's give okay, you a sure. little break. And let's talk about the Indians for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we do an Indians weekend in review. Uh, last week was shitty, uh, but this week was better. Uh, this was a better week. Not as many games, but man, what a nice weekend that was for the tribe. Uh, the pitching was dominant against the Angels. And yeah. then like, really, first of all, the thing I want to talk about that, that was pretty cool. That little league world series game. Uh, I don't know why. I feel like I've never really watched that before, <laughs> maybe because the Indians weren't in it, but yeah, that was pretty cool. What'd think of that whole event? I know that's
2: it's awesome. The fact that like Chris Antonetti who you think of as such a straight-laced guy is like jumped on the the <laughs> cardboard and slid down the hill. Yes. <laughs> that was cool. The uniforms, I like the uniforms. I, you know, baseball needs to do more stuff like this. The Field of Dream Games was awesome. Uh, and I've been watching the Little League World Series a lot. I I'm really into it. The kids are really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a great game. It was a great weekend. I was disappointed to see Tristan McKenzie go on the yeah, IL today. It's a bummer. That's tough. But uh, I'm really optimistic about the pitching for next year because, as you know, this weekend, as you said, great weekend. Uh, McKenzie pitched great this weekend, and so did Quantrill. Those two guys, I mean, Quantrill, since the start of July, really, I think he's got like 10 really good. I oh, hate yeah. this that quality started such a stupid stat, but <laughs> he has, yeah. he's pitched well, 10 starts in a row. And McKenzie, I think it's six of his last eight have been really good. You know, yeah. and the thing, the reason I'm excited about those two guys, is because they have pedigree, right? So there's reason to believe it can last because they were both top prospects. They both have really good stuff. They're just both young and it takes some time. Mackenzie's barely pitched in the big leagues. And I feel like some people were starting to write him off and he was, yeah, he wasn't good early in the season. He didn't even, get he didn't even pitch in AAA though. Like he didn't, he just came from no, AA to boom, Major League Baseball. Exactly.
4: And, and I,
1: I am worried
2: so- about, oh, go ahead. I am worried about his ability to stay healthy because his body, you know, he's so thin and, I, you know, he's lanky and I'm a little worried about that. And again, he misses some time. Hopefully it's nothing. But you know, if if he and Quantrill can pitch anything close to the way they have lately, you know, with Savali and with Bieber, hopefully healthy next year, police act's been awful. Uh, lately, but you know, the rotation's got so much. I just, mm-hmm. just in general, their pitching should be really strong next year. The lineup's another story, but the pitching should be great next year. Well, I think,
1: and 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 like think of how spoiled we are in Cleveland that if a guy isn't good right when he gets called up, because that's what's it's what always has happened here. I know when when you called up Plissac, he was good, and most people never even knew anything about Plissac. When you exactly. called up Savali, nobody knew anything about Savali, and he was exactly. just good. And it goes all the way back to Corey Kluber. When the yeah. Indians called up Corey Kluber, nobody knew who Corey Kluber was. Like That's right. uh, diehard fans did, but like he wasn't this pedigree type prospect. No, and it comes up. And Bauer was right. You know, Bauer was. He was a high draft pick, and and I think we knew
2: Carrasco because he was part of the big trade, but. Yeah. But Carrasco, we remember, took forever. And remember, he had to go to the bullpen. Yeah. He was a disaster. And then he went to the bullpen and he got himself right and he, you know, was great
1: and <laughs> but, became a staple. But we're sitting here talking about Tristan and, and Quantrill like it took yeah. them a while. Like, I know, really. right. And then you look around the league and you look at some of these other like slapdicks. Like Lance Lynn took forever to become a good pitcher. Not, I know, now he's a stud. Not three months. It took him like eight years to become a good pitcher. He was just the most eh, pitcher and now he's a stud. Yeah.
2: Well, Other it goes back to football. We have a football mentality in this town. And in football, we have no patience, right? And football guys are good usually right away, or yeah. they but in baseball, especially pitchers, can often take a long time. Because even if you look at it, like Kluber's first taste of the big leagues wasn't great. His first season wasn't great. You know, Bauer took a while. You know, he was really up and down for many years, Bauer, before he kind of put it all together. Right. So Guys take time. The Indians have a great pitching machine. Yeah. There's no doubt. They they can develop pitchers as well as any team in baseball. You know, but so, so yeah, I'm very excited. I love Tristan McKenzie in the minors uh, and Quantrill, you know, plus Quantrill's dad pitched in the big leagues, and so he kind of grew up in baseball, and uh, I'm very excited about the pitching. Outside um, of
3: that, what's, yeah. like, your silver lining for – the offensive side. <laughs> um, oh no!
2: <laughs> well, I, I think there is some silver lining. Yeah, yeah. Number one, Franmil Reyes. I mean, I know he got hurt. That kind of you know yeah. he was on his way to a, I think, a monster, monster season. Yeah, I agree. But he's still having a good season. He took his game up another level. I think he did. And Ahmed Rosario. Now he's a disaster in the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but but he's still young and he could grow. He could grow. But but he's really made some good progress. Uh, but besides that, and obviously Jose, there's a, I mean, it's a ton of question marks, um, you, you know, sure. I, I don't think you can, I don't know if you can pay Roberto Perez. I think he's supposed to get seven and a half next year. I mean, okay. So But
1: well, let's yeah. stick on that for a second, because yeah. I want to hear your opinion on that. Right. You've got these two catchers, Roberto Perez right. and Austin hedges. Yeah. And there's this, like this, this vehement defense of these guys that are, all-star caliber defensive catchers, right? Just top-level right. defense catchers, and they are. But both, neither one of them can hit for a lick. And and even if you want to value the defense above the offense, mm-hmm. at what point do you say one seventy isn't cutting it? One fifty-six yeah. doesn't cut it. No matter how good you are defensively, you got to give us right. something. You're automatic out at the plate, and they both are. Yeah, it. no.
2: I mean, Austin Hedges is a total zero. Like the only the only thing I'd say for Roberto is that. He's had some clutch hits over the years, right? And some big mm-hmm. spots. I give him that. Yes. But I can't pay him $7 million to just be a, a defensive catcher. Not when, if my payroll was $160 million, I could. Right, But if I'm going to keep, you know, like the Indians payroll is ridiculous right now. Awful. They got to raise it. Hopefully they'll raise it. I, you know, I'm hoping to 75, 80 million, which I, that's way below what it should be anyway. But, right. and I don't even think they're going to go that high, but I'd like to see it. But they're, this year they spent like a quarter of their payroll on their catchers who can't hit. That's crazy. right? You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying – I know Bradley Zimmer's played well. I give him credit for that. They cannot – you can't commit to Bradley Zimmer. You, know. you want to keep him in the mix, maybe. But you can't commit to him as a starter. They have – you know, Rosario, Ramirez, and Fran Reyes are definite starters, right? That's three. But the other six spots are all question marks. This idea. Now, Josh Naylor, I get it. Again, go back to pedigree. Yes. High draft pick, there's talent. Mm-hmm. But he's never really put I know he had a great postseason last year for 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but he's never put it together. I don't think he's a definite major league starter. I'm not mm-hmm. convinced of that. You know, Bobby Bradley's got good power, but he's got holes in his swing. Um, you know, I like Nolan Jones a lot as a prospect, but obviously he hasn't played in the majors. And most of these young hitters they have brought up this year outside of Rosario have not done the job. I mean, so they've got to spend some money. And what's right. the thing is like, you don't have to spend any money on pitching. They don't have to really spend anything nothing, no, because everybody's cheap there. <clears throat> they, they can really go what they got. You know, let's get add a couple of guys to the pen. You replace Brian Shaw or whatever, but but just spend some money and get two, you know, two quality bats, like reliable, good play and not just and, and a, a notch above a notch above like an Eddie Rosario or Cesar Hernandez. And I know Rosario had a really bad year, but a notch mm-hmm. above what he'd been in the past, like a like a really now I'm not asking them to sign a superstar because I know they won't do that. But that next level right yes. below Superstar, a guy, you know, a guy who like maybe can make an all-star game, maybe, or he's yes. got borderline all-star numbers. Sign two guys like that. Spend 20, 30 million, you know, probably about $30 million to get two guys like that. And let's go because if you had two bats and and you got the three guys you got. And you know, you, th- and then you're hoping, okay, maybe a couple of young guys in, in two spots or three, as opposed to five or six.
1: Right. So I'm hoping they do it, but I don't spend, know spend thirty million. The right. payroll still sucks.
2: <laughs> of course, yes. Right. And, and I mean, is is that even? And you know, it's it's funny. It, that's to us, that's so much common sense bull. But like, is that even realistic, or should we go into next year just expecting status quo? Yeah, I think thirty million is not realistic. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I think the payroll going up is realistic, but thirty million, no. Yeah. Now yeah. you you know, listen, Chernoff and Antonetti, they're good executives. The Indians are yes. lucky they have them. Right. But if the owner won't spend money, there's nothing they could do, right? Within reason. So they may have to make a deal. They may have to trade one of the pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, I would say, well, let's trade people say let's trade police act because he sucked, but you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, you may have to do it that way. They may have to trade from their good pitching depth um, to, to, to get one of those hitters, but they must, I mean, you can't go into the, we can't go into the next season
1: with six question marks again in the lineup. I mean, you just can't do it. You can't have, you can't have Bradley Zimmer, Oscar Mercado. And we loved it. Daniel Johnson's been on the show. We love him, but we you can't have him Mercado Zimmer. And I like miles straw, but like, we only kind of need one Miles straw kind of player, right? Yeah, I mean, people are going bananas over miles straw. He's fine.
2: I mean, he's fine. But even he, I'm not locking into him as a definite starter. Like he's a good defensive player, but and I know he's hit well and and hopefully these guys, some of these guys will grow and be worthy of being everyday starters. Yeah. But if if Josh Naylor and Miles Straw are my fourth and fifth best players next
1: year, mm. that's a problem. Yeah so that takes us to we talked a bit about payroll it takes us to the thing that we kind of talked a little bit about last week it came out that part of the discussion of the cba was that salary floor implementation so i don't know if you hear anything more than what we hear but obviously people in cleveland have to sit here and go please let that happen like please please let that happen is you know oh go ahead
2: sorry cut you off mike but you know you know what's amazing to me is fans are always talking about wanting a salary cap a salary cap in baseball First of all, there is a salary cap. It's a it's it's not a hard cap, but think about it. Yeah. The luxury taxes, yes. whatever, 205, 210. The only team that went over it this year was the Dodgers. That's after it. the trades. And, right. Right. The even even the Yankees, when the Yankees traded for Rizzo and Gallo, they gave away better prospects so the Cubs and, and Rangers would cover the salaries of those guys. Yes. Yeah. So there is a cap. A cap's not going to help the Indians. A floor. Helps the Indians. Yes. I don't know how everybody doesn't realize that. Now the problem is the owners, as part of this, I, I, you know, I only have the same information you do. I do not have any, you know, insight on extra um, information. So what we we heard here from I think it was Ken Rosenthal yep. was that the owners want the owners would agree to a hundred million dollar floor if the players agreed to lower the luxury tax from. To like down to 180. To 180. Yeah. The players are never going to agree to that because that, first of all, there's all the teams that are between 180 and two are the big spending teams. Yeah. And they're, so now those teams are going to cut payroll. Right. And the superstar, if that happens, the superstars will get screwed. Right. And so they're never going to agree to that. Um, I would see it to me. If we had a hundred million dollars, if we kept the cap, Kept the luxury tax where it is. Yes. I would like to see a hundred and twenty-five million dollar floor. Well, personally, but I would set. I mean, if we could get a hundred million dollar floor, that would be great. Because now, instead of the Yankees' payroll being four times the Indians, it's only two times at most. Right, which is still a big disparity. But think about what Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff would do if they had to oh. spend $55 million this offseason. Right. Minimum, Tough task you, for them. I'm sure they'd love that. Of you mean, course they would. Yeah. So you mean, you yeah, mean I hope it wouldn't. happens, but I doubt it. <laughs> you mean they wouldn't have to keep pulling rabbits out of their hat full every, exactly. <laughs> every year? Exactly. And, you know, it's it's so frustrating because they have such a good front office. And, and the reality is, They've been, a they've been an excellent franchise, right? I mean, the, since the time I've been here, you know, obviously yeah. I love baseball. So I was, you know, I followed every team forever, sure. but, but just since I've been here in 2011, this is only the second time they haven't had, you know, they haven't been in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. You know, considering where their payroll and, and, uh, and obviously in like, you know, 15 to 18, their payroll was certainly a lot better than it is Correct. now. Yep. Yeah. But but even, you know, even even then they had lower payrolls than a lot of the other teams and they and, you know, until I don't know if they're still holding it now, but until two months ago, they had the best record in, in the American League and the second best record in baseball since Francona became manager. I mean, that's pretty impressive for a team in, in the, you know, in I'm not gonna say small market because I don't believe in that nonsense, no. but for a team that's not willing to
1: spend a lot of money we talked about that last week all the small market yeah. nonsense we got to, yeah, it's, the cleveland akron market is technically bigger than san diego it's technically bigger than yeah. st louis it's it's not a small market it's just no, and market. those teams right and, the, and those teams have much bigger payrolls well and 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 again it's uh, i will say this i may say this every episode from here on out when we talk about this baseball team but you can give them that praise right you can say hey listen they've done a great job with what they've been given they've been competitive this team is yes. a playoff contender about every year. They're yes. never a championship contender. They're never a championship. One year, they were a championship contender, but but I've said it a hundred times. Only one time since 2000 has a team with a bottom half payroll won the World Series. Yeah. Only right. one time.
2: Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So. Yeah. It's, it's a great stat. It's, you know... And if, and the salary floor would, would be, would be huge. I mean, it'd be huge for the Indians be huge for Oakland, Kansas bay, city, you know, Tampa Bay, Tampa. I mean, God, imagine city. what they could do with that. Oh man. I mean, they hang with the Yankees and Red Sox every year mm-hmm. right?
1: with, with a quarter of the payroll. Yeah. So, so let's, before we get off the Indians uh, let's yeah. throw it back a little bit. Uh, again, it was a good week for the Indians, the sweep of the angels, yeah. the loss last night sucked because the Rangers are awful, but. Uh, it, it is what it is. The Indians are winning tonight. We talked a little trash about Austin Hedges and he's homered already tonight. So oh, did he? You know, good for him. I don't have it on. Indians are up four to two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yu Chang just doubled, uh, but um, let's throw it back just for a little bit of fun. You're a diehard Cubs fan. Yeah. Throw back to 2016 for a minute. You're yeah. here. You're established mm-hmm. in Cleveland. You've got one of the biggest radio shows on uh, the Cleveland market uh, and your Cubs come in. And they face the Indians in the World Series. Uh, and the Cubs finally win the World Series. Was it just like a little hard to like, because you didn't want to make enemies in Cleveland. Was it a right. little hard that you couldn't like go too all out with your Cubs celebration? Because
2: I, I, that on air, those two weeks were were brutal because yeah. I, I was as much as I was excited for the Cubs to win the World Series someone someone's rooted for them my whole life. I you know nobody I'm not asking people to feel sorry for me because my team
1: won so no, we don't we don't
2: you're right exactly <laughs> but I just I remember thinking oh, I wish it was any other team but the Indians right like, I didn't right. want them to play the Indians and and had the Indian you know and had because if the Indians would play and, and if the Indians were there I wish it was anybody but the Cubs because obviously I'm rooting for the Indians to win every time, except when I right. play in the Cubs. You know, I, and, and all the other teams, I would have rooted for them. Same um, thing I said. Why did it have to be the Cubs? Because I would have rooted for the Cubs if they played exactly. Cubs. I, I think a right. lot of people feel that way. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, why couldn't it have been the the you know I I, I really and then the next year when the Indians had such a good team that in 2017 and yeah. A winning streak, and I'm like, okay, come on, let the Indians win the World Series this year, and then <laughs> then nobody be upset anymore about 2016, or won't be as upset, right? And it sucks, but yeah, I mean, it it was really tough. Um, I, you know, when they won and we got on the air the next day, I didn't, I certainly didn't rub it in. I, I you know, I I I wouldn't have done that, um, even though people probably would have done it to me had the, had the oh, Indians won for sure. For sure. So it was it was it was a little bittersweet, believe it or not. Um, again, I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for me, nor should they. But uh, it was it was it was a happy two weeks and, and torturous at the same time. <laughs> but no matter what team you were rooting for, I, I think it was arguably the greatest World Series ever. I, there's, yeah. no it was so, it was there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And 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 I think that Joe Madden and Terry Francona, who are, who are two of the best managers in baseball, both will be all of famers. Um, I think they both made h- huge mistakes. I, you know, obviously, um, you know, Joe Maddon's use of Araldus this Chapman was crazy. Off, both insane,
1: yeah. insane,
2: crazy. But even something that got overlooked, I, I was at Game Four and Five at Wrigley. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Saturday and Sunday games. And uh, what was funny is after the Sunday game, I slept in a hotel in Chicago. And then I had to drive back to Cleveland at like, I had to leave Chicago at like five in the morning because yeah. I had to be on the air Monday. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, I remember game four, I was sitting down the third baseline and the Indians kicked the Cubs ass, obviously. And I came to go up three, one. And Francona brought Andrew Miller into that game with like a seven. I don't yes. know the exact score, but they were up right. big. Right. And I remember thinking, I was like, why is he bringing Andrew Miller in here? Andrew Miller's been, you know, it's Kluber and Miller were the only two guys who were dominant. You know, they were killing it. And I'm like, I think this is it. Frank Cohn made a mistake at the time. Honestly, I thought the Indians would win the series. Sure. And it wouldn't come back to haunt him. But I think it did. I thought that was a huge mistake that he made uh, using Andrew Miller. But, I mean, that series was unbelievable. Game five. I mean, games five, six, and seven were just game seven was was just bananas i mean it, we'll never see it. you know i thing it, i think of the 86 world series between the Mets and red sox i don't, I don't know how old you guys are oh, yeah. i remember it but oh yeah sure yeah but um you know that was an incredible world series and the when the when the diamondbacks beat the yankees oh, that I, was, was a you know, I hate the yankees so that that was great and there's been some others obviously but uh i, I mean this, the Indians and Cubs to me, I, I obviously I'm a little biased because my two favorite teams, but uh but like I said, I wish they weren't playing each other, but it was an amazing series. As heartbreaking as that game seven loss was,
4: mm. I, yeah,
2: I will I will never forget the emotions I felt when Rajai Davis hit oh that home run. Never. <laughs> I will never, never forget the oh, emotional <laughs> I thought the state I mean, I wasn't at I what's funny is I could have gone to game seven with like a media pass. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't want to do that. I, just, you know, I just uh, I wanted to be home with my family. But when he hits the home run, it sounded like the the, the stadium was going to explode. I mean, it was yeah. crazy. We had Rajay Davis on uh, yeah. over the winter, and it was awesome talking with him. That I mean, think about the odds in that moment of Roger Davis of all players against a Chapman. You know, oh, Raulds yeah. Chapman's not <laughs> quite the same guy anymore. But at the time, he was so dominant, right? and you know, I know he'd been used a lot, but Rajay Davis, of all people,
1: I mean, that was just bonkers. Choke. I, I right. will never forget oh. how how far up on the bat he was choked up on that pitch. Yeah. He was crazy. like grabbing the barrel of the bat almost. And Listen, I always I, wondered, why does Aroldis Chapman ever throw a slider for a strike? I never understand why he throws a slider anywhere yeah, near, near the strike zone because that's the only yeah. pitch he ever gets hurt on. And, yeah, it's weird. Oh, it's so weird. the fact the fact that Rajay Davis, no legacy in Cleveland at all, is just a Cleveland legend, and we lost yeah. the game. The dude's a Cleveland yeah. legend, and we lost. I the know game. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, he's such a hero, even
2: though in the end it didn't. You know, I don't know. And then even in the, and then the fact that you know you talk about payroll, right? The fact that the last that bat comes down to Michael like, McAdams. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's mean, that hurts me. Last yeah. thing I got to say about that. And, as you know, I love John Smoltz, like, and his analysis of games. Yeah. I, I love his analysis. But I, I think he went to another level for me when he said during that at-bat, he goes down and in is his only chance. <laughs> and yeah. sure enough, sure Damn. enough. <laughs> By the way, I don't know about you guys. When Chris Bryant first threw the ball and he kind of slipped a little bit, I, I thought it was going over Rizzo's head for a moment. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Well, oh, yeah. If, if we're gonna talk about that game, you have to. There's one thing, other thing that we haven't talked about. Well, the rain delay. It, well, there is that, oh, but yeah. but there is the most infamous foul ball in the history of Cleveland. Jason Sports. Kipnis, <laughs> because Jason <laughs> right. Kipnis, I was a hundred percent sure in the bottom of the eighth inning. Smashed a he looked like yeah. he hit the ball 5,000 feet. I know, and then it just winds up foul halfway down the line. And we were just, yeah, like, that it was crazy. Oh no,
2: there were so many weird things. I mean, you know, Dexter Fowler hitting the home run, right? David Ross, David Ross hitting a home run. How about when John Lester comes in and like the two run wild pitch goes over Dave off of David Ross's mask? Yeah, I mean, that game <laughs> was just crazy. It was insane. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, so, uh Listen, you got your win, and that's great. I was always interested in hearing just like how difficult, you know, it, again, not to feel sorry for you, but that had to have been no, like a
2: pain. It in the was, air. it was, it was tough. I, I really hated being on the air those weeks, hated yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so let's transition. Uh, oh, last thing I do want to talk about, and I meant to say this before, but you're, you're yeah. in the media, so I'm interested to hear. Uh, the Indians are in this uh, Little League World <laughs> Series game this last week. Yeah, and Twitter is just erupt with Cleveland fans, and it's it's the maybe the thing that frustrates me the most when Cleveland fans do this. All they were doing was whining about the announcers on that game being all about the Angels. Yeah, and every time the Indians play on national television, you might as well just if you go on Twitter, it's all going to be about oh they love the other team. I know. I thought ESPN did a great. They talked a ton about Cal Quantrill, and they talked a ton about Ahmed Rosario. Of course not talk about And It's not just Indians
2: fans. Every fan base in America thinks the national broadcasters hate their team. It's weird. And I don't love listen, I'm not a I'm not an A-rod fan. I don't really care for him that much. But you know, and listen, Otani is the biggest story in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, what he's what that guy is doing is
1: just insane. It's It's Babe Ruth. It's Babe Ruth. It's better than Babe Ruth. It's better than Babe Ruth. Yeah, way better than Babe Ruth. It really is. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, okay. Let's yeah. transition up the Indians. Let's talk a little bit of football. We can't get out of here as we're like, what, two weeks away from uh, the Cleveland Browns without at least yeah. talking about a little bit, even though your head probably wants to explode with that. Here's the thing. You've been here for a decade. Yeah. And at this point, I don't know that you've ever seen anything like this in Cleveland. After two preseason games, we're not talking about. Uh, I made this analogy last week. We're not talking about, oh, did you see him? Cody Kessler looked like he might be able to do something because of what he did in the preseason? Or like, trust, or me, or on this kaiser. trust me on yeah. this one. John kaiser has got a rocket arm. Did you see that? Gory, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we we're talking ourselves. We know who the quarterback about,
3: is, too. That's kind of crazy. Oh, I
1: know. You know we're, we're talking about, though, like, cool. We don't even have to. Let's not watch our starters. I don't even want them out there. Please, just don't even send them out there. We're talking about, like, man, who's going to be the 53rd guy on this roster? Is I spend this what it's like, like, an like an for good the, teams?
2: Yeah, I spent an hour the other day on a kicker because Cody Parkey got hurt. Right? <laughs> like, like, well, got, you know, like, For all those years, you had Phil Dawson, but it didn't matter because they sucked. But what? now that they're good, like, I care about the kicker. But yeah, I mean, we had long discussions about, uh, what's his name, DeMario Davis? Or yeah. I can't yeah. right. Like, Dem- we, we,
0: Dem- we actually Dem- had a yeah. caller,
2: I don't know if you guys heard this, a caller two days ago who said right before he got, the day before he got suspended, who said the Browns should dangle Odell in a trade because they don't want to, because he was afraid that Demario Davis was going to become a star. Ugh. And they didn't want to <laughs> cut him. God! Yeah. I mean, people are nuts. But, like, that's what we're talking about. Like, who's going to be the sixth receiver? Who's going to the, be the eighth defensive back or tenth defensive back? Who's going to get that last offensive line spot? I mean, that's a good spot to be in. I'm not worried uh you know people have made a big deal about the injuries the parky one I care about because you know parky while he wasn't he's not great he was pretty reliable under 50 yards he was okay. which is better than what the browns have had you know <laughs> and he and he kicked in playoff uh, two playoff games and he he played in cleveland and that there's something to you know getting used to the wind and stuff like that so that's a little bit of a concern the rest of the injuries to me like some of these guys on defense most of them are not seriously hurt you know, Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams, whatever I get from them are bonus. But that's why they built this deep team. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm so excited. It's so fun because, like, for years, yeah. I think probably because I wasn't from here, people were like, you hate the Browns and you, you're you being purposely negative. And I'm like, they suck. What do you want me to say? <laughs> right. right. I'm not going to pretend they're good. <laughs> but see. now I'm like over the moon. Now I'm like, you know, and, and I feel like people can trust not that I'm definitely going to be right because I get plenty wrong, but, like, you could trust my opinion because I wasn't a homer about it when they were bad. So if I feel they're good, I'm, I'm being legit. Now, again, you know, who knows? you got to play the season. But, I, you know, obviously the offense has, you know, can, oh, can yeah. definitely be great. But I'm really excited about the defense and especially the secondary. Oh. Again, even without Delpit and Greedy Williams, there's so much potential. Right. And what I love now is that so many of these guys they are bringing in are smart guys. Yeah. You know, they care about uh, care about that. And um, I think it's important, you know, like Anthony Walker and and John Johnson oh, yeah. and, and all these guys. They're they're all smart. And, they you know, they're I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, obviously, Kansas City's the team to beat in the AFC. We all know that right. until you right. beat them in the playoffs. They're the team to beat. They got the best quarterback. They've, you know, gone to Super Bowl two years in a row or overtime away from going the year before. So you gotta beat them. But I really believe the Browns are the second best team in the AFC. I know the Bills and Ravens are close and I'm not saying they're gonna have a cakewalk to to the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. But I'm I'm so optimistic and we'll see, you know, but but I, I don't know how you can't be excited and, and it'll be obviously great to see fans in the stands this year. And I think the stadium's just gonna be insane. It's gonna be so loud and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. I can't wait for the regular season to start. I'm sick of talking about the preseason. As I'm oh, sure yeah. you guys. Are. So <laughs> yeah. I can't right. wait for the regular season to start. I don't give it's, two bleeps about the. I'm not used to cursing here. I can curse. You're but, allowed. You know, to I
1: Curse away. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it, no, it is. It, it's a weird thing because you want to have some grasp of like, like you're watching this team because that's what we do. We've. We, it's been an off season, so we want to yeah. watch the team. So I'm watching these preseason games, getting all excited, and then I'm like, wait. None of our good yeah. players are like, no, I shouldn't say none of our good players. They're, it right. looks like we have a lot of good players. That's right. But like our starters are not, I don't even know what this team's going to look like. Right.
2: right. Now you're playing the teams, the Jaguars, the Falcons, the, the Giants who have, you know, a lot of question marks and they're not right. good and they're playing starters. I know the Giants didn't because they had the scrimmage with them, but right. You know, it's, it's funny. I was talking with, um, when Dustin and Keith and I went to, we, we were at training camp one day last week. And, um, you know, after the show, we're, you know, walking back to our cars. I said, this is so great. I said, think about until a couple of years ago by, no, you know, before, before Baker, by November, we were talking about the draft November. Right. And now, right. We're not gonna talk about the draft at all until like nope. a couple of weeks before. Nope. I mean, and, you know, I'm expecting the Browns to play, at least into late January and maybe into February, obviously. So especially with the 17th game, the season goes longer. I'm like, we're going to have in another two weeks, we're going to have real football to talk about, probably very good football for the next bunch of months. And I mean, you know, last year we had that, but we didn't know for sure we were going to have that going into the season. The year before we thought we might have that, and then we didn't. And all the years before that, we had nothing. I mean, I know the year with uh, Brian Hoyer, yeah, you know they were in the mix there for a while, and I stupidly said they were going to make the playoffs when they were seven and five. But that yeah. team was a even if they had made it, they were a, they were a fraud. They didn't have you know no sure. But sure. this team is this team's loaded with talent, loaded. I I think top to bottom they might have the best roster in the league.
1: Yeah, some someday all of us Clevelanders are going to look back like with the PTSD kind of faded away because I think <laughs> yeah. I think when you live through twenty years of what we've lived through here, it's just like it's just what it is. It's just what we've lived through. And it's like, it's not yeah. so bad because they're our team and they're here and whatever. I think someday, 10 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, can you believe the shit that we went through oh, with yeah. that team? Like, oh, my it was God. so bad. And now here we are. Yeah. It was and not so only bad.
2: Was, not only was it bad, but it was like it, they were so they they couldn't even function as it was an hopeless. NFL organization. It was it was hopeless. hopeless. Yeah. So clueless. Some of these, I mean, it's some of these things that Johnny Manziel and Peyton Hillis and and all these coaches and GMs talking behind each other's back. I mean, oh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: we're Incredible. out of it. We're out of it, everybody. Yeah. We're out of yeah. it. Yes. Uh, just a couple of quick things on the Browns. One thing that we haven't really done on here, and you've done it, I'm sure, ad nauseum. We haven't done it much on here, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I think it is valuable to just have the discussion. We haven't really talked about Baker on here. It's a weird okay. thing. We've talked a lot about the defense. Yeah the additions, the draft. Maybe it's because everybody else talks about Baker so much that we just haven't gotten into it so much, but I I do want to talk about him for a minute. I do want to talk about a guy that for the first time in his NFL career is going into the same scheme in the second year for the first time in his career. Right. He's got the same head coach. He's not changing systems. There isn't a new offensive coordinator. There isn't a new player. I I mean, you know, I I mean, yeah, you guys know, right. Lost nobody. Right. I don't think it's a little homerish. I will admit it. I don't think people are excited enough about Baker. I don't think people are. Mm. I know that he had his ups and downs, but I think if you look at the way his career started, how could he have not had his ups and downs? Sure. I, I I do think,
2: you know, do I, I, is it fair to say Baker has more to prove in his career? Of course he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's had ups and downs. His first year was good. It was very good for a rookie second year, he was lousy. Certainly not all his fault. Last year, he was really good, especially the second half of the year. I don't buy the narrative that he was better because Odell. I think he was better because no. it was a new system, and it takes time to grow and learn. With no and offseason. I, right, and no offseason. Of course it's going to take all, time. You know, there's a lot of reasons. So I am excited about Baker. I think Baker, I, this idea, I think a lot of people have talked about this. We talked about this last week. I think a lot of people around the, you know, national guys and in their defense, when you're a national football guy, you're not watching the Browns like we're watching the Browns. Right. We're watching You can't lock into one team, you know, and if you're uh, a sports talk show host in Atlanta or Detroit or L.A., you're not watching the Browns like, you know, just like if I am a guest on a like uh, um, Friday, they've asked me to be on a radio show in Atlanta. And if they ask my opinion on the Falcons, I'll give it, but I don't know the Falcons that well. Right. right. I know sure. them a little bit, but I don't know them like I know the Browns. So, the other people are not going to know the Browns as well as we do. So, I think nationally there's this perception that the book's been written that Baker's good, but Lamar and and Josh Allen are definitely better. And I'm not listen, they might turn out to be better in Maybe. the long run. I think through three years, they're neck and neck, the three of them. Yeah. I really do. I right. think the reason why Baker doesn't get as much love as those guys is obviously, so So statistically, right, Lamar in year two put up crazy numbers, both running and throwing. Right, right. Not, the, not the yardage in terms of throwing, but his touchdown numbers were huge, and, and he won the MVP, and so he shined, right? And right. then last right. year, Josh Allen put superstar numbers where Baker, who played really well, and if you're watching him play, especially the second half, was as good as any quarterback in the league. But his statistics weren't massive. They didn't stand out. Plus, he's small. And I think people, I think some people subconsciously, some people consciously, with a shorter quarterback, they always have to prove it more. Uh, I think part of it is Baker is so brash, and especially I think he was a little immature his first two years in the league. And he rubs some people the wrong way so they don't want to give him credit. But And I was very critical of Baker, especially in year two. But I will say this. In a big spot right now, right now, I would take Baker over either of those guys in a big spot. Oh, um, yeah. Now, are those guys better athletes than Baker? Sure. Are they much better runners than Baker? Sure. They have that big advantage, no doubt. But as, the, as an all-around game, I think all three are close. And I think five years, seven years, ten years from now, we'll look back and say, hey, who is the best? I think I think those three could end up in any order. I think when it's yeah. all said and done, in my opinion, Baker is going to be a, a solid tier two quarterback. I don't think he's going to be in that in that elite group of the top four or five guys. Maybe he will. I don't think he will. I think some years he's going to be the seventh best quarterback. Some years, the ninth, some years, the 10th, some years, the eighth. I think he's going to bounce around somewhere between six and 12 every year. And that's all you need. I mean, I don't need him to be right. the best quarterback yeah. in the league. And maybe he will be the best at some point. I don't know. I, don't, I That's my opinion of it. I think he'll, he'll probably average out somewhere most years between 8 and 10. And that's more than good enough. I don't need the best quarterback to win. I need a good quarterback, a very good quarterback. I, yes. That's what I think he is. I think he's going to cement that this year. He's got to cement it this year. And I think he will. And so I am excited about him, um, and I do expect him to put up big numbers. Now, I expect Josh Allen to put up bigger numbers because the Bills can't run the football. Right, exactly. I was going to say it's generally no.
3: tough to be the best yeah. quarterback in the league, league when you have the best running back duo. In
2: exactly. So he's not winning the MVP because he's not going to put up, you know, huge yardage numbers, and, you know, they will be and, – and, you know, listen, Mahomes is just in another planet from Correct. everybody else. So it's hard, but, but I think Baker's going to put up bigger numbers. Um, I think they're going to throw more like last year. The Browns were uh, third in the NFL in percentage of run plays. I think they were like, Mm -hmm. uh, but they, uh, I think it was like, they still threw more than they ran, right. But they were like 51, 52% of of passing. I think they'll go up even a little higher than that. I still think they will be, you know, top five or six in run percentage because, that's where they're most special. But I think they'll throw a little more. And I think um, I, I think Baker's going to have a really good season. I think he's going to throw – like I, I feel like he's going to throw 32, 33 touchdowns this year with probably the same amount of picks, maybe maybe one or two more, maybe like 32 and 10 with uh, – what do you throw for, 3,500? You know, like the extra game. I could see him throwing for 42, 4,300 yards this year. If he's forty three hundred yards, <laughs> yeah. thirty two touchdowns, and ten picks, no complaints. They run a game. I mean, What? Come on. what? I don't think that's outrageous. I don't think that's a crazy
1: prediction to say that. No, you know? it's it, first of all no, and second of all, yeah. what? There's a yeah. quarterback that plays for the Browns that's even capable of such things. I know. What? It's amazing.
2: <laughs> you know, and like, what's wild is in like five years, right? Or maybe even less. I can't remember now. Um, miles Garrett will probably be the all time Brown sack leader, although clay Matthews had years before they kept sacks, but still, uh, Baker will be the all time passer in a few years. Isn't that crazy? And Nick Chubb will be second all time in, in rushing yards in a few years behind only Jim Brown. So, I mean, this is the best. I mean, I don't want to get too carried away. They got to prove it more on the field for a number of years, but this is definitely the most talented Browns team. I think in my lifetime, it's crazy even more than those, you know, the Bernie teams or, or, you know, I don't remember the Brian site teams quite as much cause I was young for those, but I think it's the most talented team, but you know, I love Mac and Biner, but I mean, Chubb and Hunt is better than are better than Mac and Biner. I don't think, and I think Baker's better than Bernie or will. I think when it's all said and done, he'll be better than Bernie.
1: You got to watch, you got to watch that around here. You got to, I know I love Bernie
2: <laughs> and Bernie's awesome. I mean, he's a right. man, but yeah, well, I yeah. think Baker's going to be better. So I are think you know, most fans would agree with me on that. I think most oh, people. sure, wouldn't. yeah, sure, a hundred percent. But it just—it yeah. seems like, you know, for for me, and like I love everything you just said, bull about Baker, because you know I'm a big believer in Baker. But man, I I I, 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 I there's a part of me that doesn't that, that wants people to keep hating on Baker just because it seems like he just plays so much better with that chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and also right, there's a part of you that I, when your team sucks for so long, <laughs> yeah, you just. And this is how, like, I was, you know, with my teams, because my teams, have, for the most part, suck for most of my life. When your team sucks for so long, you just, you can't, but when your team is good, it's hard to wrap your head around. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? It's going to, like, if, if the Browns are good for the next five years, six years, ten years, eventually you'll get to a point where now you'll be expecting it, right? Now you'll right, be sure. comfortable with it. Sure. But right now it's still too new. It
1: still feels fragile. Right. Every expectation we've ever had in this city, every time we've had expectations, we get our hearts crushed. Yes, I take it all right. the way back when I was little, I take it all the way back to that 1987 Sports Illustrated cover with Joe Carter and Corey Snyder That's where right. Sports Illustrated predicted the Indians to win the world series. And then they lost a hundred games. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, that is quintessential Cleveland. Yeah. And it right, especially yes. goes for the Indians.
4: Like it,
2: yeah. It, it, yeah. whenever the Indians have expectations on them, it seems yeah. that they have us, but uh yeah. So, so both, everything you did, like, again, I said, I like, I love everything you just said about the Browns, but uh, you know, that being said, do yeah. you have any concerns about this team? Uh, I, well, I mean, I, I have a concern about kicker right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> I, I have some concerns at defensive tackle um, <laughs> because, you know, when Andrew Billings came over from the Bengals, I liked his potential. I thought he was, you know, a decent player with the Bengals. But to me, it was potential. He hadn't really done it on the field, and then yeah. he opted out last year. And so, you know, it may, it may take some time with him. And I, so I'm not sold. He's a short thing. They got Malik Jackson, uh, who's a veteran, but, you know, he's not the player he once was. And so th- it's the one position, like every other position, defensive end, linebacker, corner, safety, offensive line, tight end, Running back, quarterback, we know everything. There's at least one player I'm excited about. Yeah, and in a lot yeah, of cases, sure. more than one player. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody I'm really excited about a defensive tackle. That's the only position where I'm like, eh. I mean, Andrew Billings, eh. Malik Jackson, eh. Am I excited about Tommy Togi? Not really. So that's the one position I got nobody like at linebacker. I like the leadership of Anthony Walker. I think that's going to be big. I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's a solid player. Obviously, we're all excited about Jeremiah usu Koromoa. Yeah. Yeah, We can go through it all. Uh, I don't know that I'm that excited about anybody at tight ends either, but at least they got three solid guys. They they got three guys that I think are fine. Um, It's not a problem. But like, so defensive tackle is a little concern. Um, and that's it. I mean, I'm really not. I'm not, you know, I heard some people say I'm concerned about the depth on the offensive line. I mean, who's got great depth on the offensive right. line. You've got right. five good starters. right? <laughs> and and when Ken- guy, by the way, Conklin got hurt last year for a little bit. Wyatt Teller missed time. Yeah. miss missed, missed uh, you know, the playoff game. These guys all stood up and did fine. They have all those backups. I'm yeah. um, There's no, I think they have great depth at wide receiver. We know what they've got at running back. You got good depth at tight end. Uh, you know, a defensive uh, the defensive end depth may you know if if Miles Garrett goes down, but you know whoever you have at depth, if Miles Garrett goes down, they're not as good. We know that uh, the secondary's got good depth. God, and I'm uh, not that worried
1: about linebacker. I I think they're okay there. They fixed good enough. They fixed everywhere they didn't have depth. That's what they did. That's the most incredible thing they did this offseason. Anywhere they didn't have depth, they fixed it. Think about what the yeah. depth was in the defensive backfield last year, right? It was Greeny nothing. got hurt, and like who was playing? Yeah. Scrubs. No. and yeah. uh, when uh, when safeties went down, we had Sendejo running out there. Yeah, he was Ooh. he's awful doing his thing.
2: Yeah, no, I'm really I,
1: that's it. Defensive tackle and
2: kicker. Yeah, that's the only places I have any concerns. I mean, you know, which is it's pretty crazy because <laughs> as you guys we've talked about for 20 years, you you're concerned about everything.
1: So what is what, what is life like? What is life like as the host of one of the most popular shows in Cleveland sports radio? What is life like if January February rolls around? This team actually pulls off what everybody hopes to pull off. Although I don't know if we're even allowed to say the words without jinxing it, but they pull it off and they win a championship. What does your life turn into for the next oh, I mean, month? I, I, you know, when the Cavs won the championship, it
2: was awesome, oh, yeah. right? I mean, it was so much fun. We had a, we I remember doing all those shows leading up you know during the finals we were at the Cleveland and it was packed and I'm screaming like a madman and going crazy and the fans are all over us and it, it was so awesome. And then were you guys at downtown for the parade? For the I, Cavs?
1: I was not, unfortunately.
2: I was. I was. So, so you were there. Yeah, Chad, so mm-hmm. so that was I'll never forget that day, right? I mean that was the most incredible thing I'd ever yeah. seen in my life. <laughs> mhm. The passion, the excitement, and that was for the cats, who, right, you know, don't hold a candle to the Browns.
4: No. Um, right. If the
2: Browns play in the Super Bowl, you know, and and obviously with the World Series too. But again, as much as I love the Indians, it's not they're not the Browns. If the Browns are in the Super Bowl or even in the AFC Championship game, and but if they go to the Super Bowl, I don't know if I can fully wrap <laughs> my head around what <laughs> yeah. that would be no like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, it, it, I I just I got chills just thinking about it because it would it would be so much fun if that happened and I feel like it will maybe yeah. not definitely this year but I do think you know again
1: just freaking Patrick Mahomes being here that's sucks, but. Uh, it's it's the same damn thing it's, it uh, yeah. I was I was talking about those expectations before even the Cavs right they want a title but by all accounts that Cavs team should have been like a dynasty type team right. Those guys should have stayed together and yeah. been a dynasty type team. They win a title and the Warriors go sign Kevin freaking Durant I know, and the Cavs yeah. just fall apart. That's right. Right. Like yeah. that is what happens here. We get Patrick like,
2: Mahomes. Great. Right. I know, but you know, he's not going to win every year. No, and, he's not. you know, whether it's this year or whatever, I mean, we want it to be this year, but even if it's not, I just, I, I feel like sometime in the next few years, maybe this, maybe next year. I don't know. I feel like they're going to go. I I feel like it's going to happen. I I hope it does. And it it would just be, I really can't even put it into words (laughs) because I was so blown away by that Cavs parade. I can picture the, I remember I was standing on top of the County office building on the corner of East ninth and prospect looking down towards the lake and just the sea of humanity. And because, you know, do you guys, any of you guys work in the city?
1: Yeah, I, I work all over the city. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. So when you're, you know, like right now, I've been working from home, but you know, like the city is quiet. It's not right. that crowded, right? You know, when there's a game, it's a little more crowded. But generally, on a like a on a, when, when you're there on a weekday, when I leave the show, when I would normally leave the show at seven o'clock on a Tuesday with no game, it's quiet. There's nobody outside, and right. it's really quiet. And so to see the whole city electric like that, and, and it was just, yeah. it was beautiful. And and to see it and what it would be like for the Browns, even though, the, obviously, you know, the Cavs, it was the summer. But so the Browns, you know, certainly right. in February, much worse sure. weather. But won't matter. Be, it won't matter. It won't matter. It won't matter. Too There'll much be, alcohol. Everybody will be warm anyway. <laughs> I almost feel like it would have to be a snowstorm on the day of the parade. Like that would just be. Yeah. A, that, it just has to be. That'd be right? Good. And everybody's got to put pull their cars over on the highway and. Oh my god! It, it, you know it's just nuts. Well, I tell you what, because I've said this before, I, I think I said it to Mike and Joe, but you know the Cavs winning was awesome. If the if the Indians would have won. I, I don't know how this city would have handled winning two championships in the same freaking year. Oh my god, that would have been crazy. But even that's what but I, even, that's but why even, I thought they were going to win. But even yeah. that, even that, is not going to compare to the Browns. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, <laughs> I feel like if the Browns win the Super Bowl, like you have to do the parade. It has to like go from cleveland to akron to canton (laughs) to like it's got to go through like all of northeast ohio it just should go on for like two days joel batonio is just like
1: exhausted just yeah
2: right and then then everybody we're walking out wherever
1: they are yeah Yeah. Uh, listen uh it it, it's it's exciting ultimately we can i feel a little bit when we do this when we have this talk and it's so fun to do it Yeah, but I feel a little bit like it's when you buy a lottery ticket and you're like, all right, what if this is the winner? Like, well, it's not. uh, It's not better than that. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's it's what's fun about it is it's we're not. This isn't ridiculous anymore. This isn't like, hey, the Browns are a Super Bowl contender and people laugh at you like, okay, buddy. when you say the Browns are a Super Bowl contender, everybody goes, yeah, they are with what they did this offseason, the coaching that they have, the front office that they have. Yeah, your Browns. Hey, listen up, Cleveland. Your Browns are a Super Bowl contender for real. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't mean they're going to win it but man they are a contender so and i'm convinced the steelers are going to suck which is even you know which Ooh, is yeah. not even better but it's also awesome. great i hope i hope you're right. right i hope you're right i know nobody believes nobody believes it but we I'm can't. i can't we have ptsd in cleveland the steelers yeah, I can't it. suck it's it. not possible <laughs> i get it. uh but all right I hope it happens yeah. well before we let you out of here yeah. uh we want to do something fun that we uh we we talked about a little bit before the show it was chad's idea yes. uh yeah. and so with football season comes fantasy football season. That's all in full swing, right? Uh, sure. You're a fantasy football guy. I got my team uh, uh, going. We're in a league together. It's, uh, uh, it's it's all very exciting. So we want to talk a little fantasy football, but we want to put a spin on it. We want to do our own little fantasy draft. Okay. Yes. We're going to do three rounds. And we're not drafting real players. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this. So we want you to think of and Joe and Chad, same concept. Mm -hmm. Think Mm -hmm. of football movies, football movies. Yes, we're going to do three rounds and you pick players from football movies that you want to start your team with. They do not have to come by any position, just three players that you're like, (laughs) this person is going on to my team. I feel like I'm gonna forget, like I'm gonna be done and we'll be like, oh, I should have thought of this that guy. guy.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. For yeah. sure. Oh no, some of the characters, me. I'm not gonna remember their names. so I'll be like the actor from this movie or whatever. <laughs> That's all right. We have
1: we have right. the internet and we yeah. can certainly look that stuff up. So okay. I did uh, I went to a, a draft order generator. Yeah. Okay. And I generated our draft order. And so all we'll right. do it right like a fantasy draft. It'll be a snake okay. draft. All four of us can, will go. Bull, you came up with the first pick. Oh, that's I didn't I, want the first pick. Like, nobody I'm ever does. Pressure. Nobody ever does. But you got the first pick. I have the second pick. Joe, Chab.
2: I love that. Okay,
1: and then reverse it on that. back. Reverse right. it on back. Um,
2: I am going to start with. Um, you know who I'm going to take a quarter. I'm going to start. I got to get a quarterback, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take. Um, Adam Sandler's character from the remake of The Longest Yard. Oh, yes. Okay. It's awesome. He right. was an NFL quarterback, and then, he, and then he leads the prison team to a victory. And yes. The, I guess I could have gone with <laughs> Burt Reynolds you know, from the original. <laughs> but I don't remember the character. What was the character's name? I don't even remember. Oh, God. But uh, yeah. whatever, whatever the name of his character was, was Adam Sandler. Who Paul Paul Crew, Crew. you. Yes, that's it. Good job, Joe. Yes. Um, yes that was also Burt Reynolds' Paul's name, right? What's that? No, that was also Burt Reynolds' name in the longest hour, right? Yeah, was, it was a Yeah. To... So but I'm gonna go Adam. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Adam Sandler as Paul Crew to be my quarterback uh,
1: as my first pick. I love it. All right. Uh, I'm also gonna get a quarterback with my first pick. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with substance and flash. I'm going to go with one of the great all-time quarterbacks in movie history from any given Sunday. Give me Willie Beeman. <laughs> Willie Beeman. Give me Willie he Beeman. Is Willie Beeman a flash in the pan, though? No, Willie Beeman's no flash in the pan. Willie Beeman, <laughs> Willie Beeman needs this opportunity on my fantasy team. Yeah. He, okay. needs,
2: he, needs, he needs the right coach, though. Remember, he, he, he was messed up true. a little bit.
1: Listen, we got the right coach. I don't know who it is. got to <laughs> get let's call, let's call out. You're Pacino the manager. Yeah, you're the manager. Let's call him uh, Smevin Stefanski. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll just go with that. Uh, but yeah, Willie Beeman. I want, I want the personalities. Okay. I want yep. the guy that can carry the team, and I got faith in him. He's a leader. All, Joe. All right. Here we
3: go. Uh, is Billy, or not Billy, is Johnny Manziel not a fictional character? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, would you want him anyway? Uh, that's true. In his, own, true. Mind true. In his <laughs> own mind, he uh, is. In his own mind. Yeah, uh, Billy
1: Janzel. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, uh yeah. Boiler, I'm not I'm not a very traditional sports movie guy. Yeah. Uh, but I will oh, take Bobby no. Boucher oh. uh, from the Water Boy oh. as my linebacker. Yeah,
2: Adam Sandler's been picked twice already. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Oh, oh man.
1: man. Yeah. Okay. Bobby Boucher, man, you say one bad thing about water and he will dominate a game. Yeah. He'll dominate a yeah. game. Yeah. So I like the pick. It's true. Chad. Okay, guys. Visualize an attack. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Two picks. Visualize Chad.
2: an attack. Okay. Uh, well, Joey took my first pick. So, uh, this, I, I'm, I'm going to go with somebody different. Uh, you know, you guys, you know, you took quarterbacks the first time. And, you know, quarterbacks, you know, you obviously want quarterbacks, but the other saying is you're never going to have too many pass rushers. So, Uh-oh. I'm going to take, with my first pick, I'm going to take my leader on defense from the Eastern University, State University Timberwolves, Alvin Mack, yep. linebacker. He to say who is also Y Davis, the Ohio State lineman. That's his father, apparently. Oh, <laughs> so I he has Ohio that. roots. He has Ohio roots. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to take him, and then I think with my second pick. But didn't he tear up his knee? I mean, is he still back? <laughs> good? He's healthy. He rehabbed. He's good. Okay. <laughs> He's good. Uh, uh, so I, I'm going to get my quarterback on the wraparound around here, guys. I'm going to go with someone who showed leadership, mm. uh, who. Shine brightest when the lights w- 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 in the big moments. I'm going to go from West Canaan High School, John Moxley.
1: Oh, that's a great pick.
2: Quarterback. John Moxley, quarterback.
1: Johnny Moxley. I think it's mocked in. Johnny Moxley. Johnny Moxley.
2: Johnny Moxley. Johnny Moxley. That's who I'm going. Johnny Moxley. All right. I, good lo-
1: I love it. All right. So, two good picks for Chad. Joe it wraps yeah. back around to you.
3: I'm going with the All-American um, Cross-Country athletes. No. Uh, Medal of Honor winner. No. Kick returner
1: Forrest Gump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest football players of all time. That was my, that was my, I was hoping for that in the third round. Oh, you yeah. get to meet the president a few times. Yeah, man. yeah
3: I know. He's, he's an incredible guy. I just, I couldn't yeah. wait for that to snake back around.
1: And I, yeah. he wouldn't have been left good, back when I picked Good choice. This. Good choice. Uh, so that brings it back to me. I was very nervous that somebody was going to take this uh, player, and I am uh, extremely excited to get my defensive captain here. Uh, uh, a legendary rivalry stands up to anybody, won't let anything put her down. Linebacker, Becky, ice chest. Ice, ice box, not ice chest. That's what, that's what Spike called her. Nah, Becky, nah. ice box O'Shea from Little Giants. She is a leader. Yes, he is not going to let you put her in a box. And when the biggest guy on the other team comes calling, she'll meet him at the goal line and knock his ass out. Becky O'Shea. That's a good that's choice. My, that's my niece. That's a great and choice. she's pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. All right, Bull, you get wraparound picks here. All
2: right. Uh, okay, so I feel like with one pick, I want to take both uh, Gary Vertier and Julius, whose last name I can't think of uh. from Remember the Titans. Can they just be one pick together?
1: No, absolutely You're not. not that. There's no, steel, All right. no stealing. I guess I'll plays. take
2: Gary Bertier because I can't remember <laughs> Julius's last Julius name. Campbell. Uh,
1: yes, Julius Campbell.
2: Yes, Julius Campbell. I'll take Gary Bertier. Um, and then my third pick, uh, I'm trying to think some uh, like a movie that we haven't hit on. I want to be a little original, and I'm drawing a blank on a third pick. I feel like I want to skip
1: my third pick and come back to me. Like pull a Minnesota Vikings and miss your pick?
2: <laughs> just just yeah I forgot, right, you forgot exactly. the card. Like you, car. you get to <laughs> rush up to the podium real quick to skip me i got mine ready uh come on give me another football movie why is nothing else coming to me um okay wait a second no you already did the program
1: oh it doesn't you yeah. can take two from the same i movie. know but i feel
2: like i should pick a different movie that that um <laughs> Uh, skip
1: my pick. We'll come back listen, to you. Listen, you don't have to take the punk ass Rudy just because somebody's got to say the name Rudy. Like we don't have yeah, to. No, do I'm that. not it's taking okay. Rudy.
2: I've heard bad things about Rudy. And listen, I'm yeah, gonna do same I'm,
1: here. I'm gonna do what you didn't want to do, but I'm gonna send it right back to the same movie you just picked from.
2: Wait a second. Let me
1: all right, let me go. now.
2: Okay, okay I got forward. it. All right. <laughs> I got it.
1: Okay. I'm gonna
2: take. I can't think of her name. I, I, I need my kicker. I'm gonna take the kicker from Necessary Roughness, who's Kathy Ireland.
0: Kathy Ireland. Ireland,
2: that's who I'm taking. <laughs> Best-looking kicker ever. I got, and she was a great kicker too. Oh, she saved them. She won their only game for them until the end of the season.
3: Lucy Draper.
2: There you go, Lucy, Lucy Draper. Draper. Kicker. Necessary roughness. That's the, the way to wrap it up for me. I, I,
1: I don't know that anybody's going to. I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you just did. Okay. You just took a Kathy Ireland character from a movie. <laughs> I'm doing the opposite. I need alignment. I need somebody yeah. to protect Willie Beeman. That's uh, true. I need somebody to clog up the middle in front of the ice box. Uh, and he's a two-way player. So I am taking from Remember the Titans. He's got soul. It's Lou Elastic. <laughs> from Remember the Titans. <laughs> He could barely uh, fit in his uniform, Lou. That damn right. And and you know what? He's a problem. And if you've ever seen the guy, I think his name's Ethan Soupley or something like that, yeah. look up pictures of him now. He's like a is bodybuilder. A he's like a oh, bodybuilder. Really? No, he's huge. He's like, but he's yeah. not, he's lost all that weight and he's put right. on all the other weight and he is, he's like ripped. So wow. I got, I got uh, Louie Elastic. Joe, back Miami to you. Also
3: going the kicker out. Uh, uh, from the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Oh, no.
4: Ray no. Finkle. Ray Finkle.
3: <laughs> I don't know who's going to coach this team. There's a lot of head cases on my team. I am so <laughs> mad I didn't pick that. <laughs> Ray Finkle wow. is going to be our kicker.
1: Finkel is Einhorn. I am so pissed off that I did not pick that. <laughs> Drop the ball. We'll always oh, have our yeah.
3: out on our team.
2: I just thought of another movie that we have not picked a player from, surprisingly, The Replacements.
1: Nobody Correct. took the uh, Keanu Reeves. I, I know. I was there.
3: between oh. the leg and Ray
1: Finkel. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Because I was I thought about him too. Uh, all right, Chad, wrap the us up. Yeah, Chad's wait, the, make a pick. wait, the leg? Who's the leg? The kicker from a replacement. Yeah, the the Australian uh, guy uh, yeah. that yeah. chain smokes cigarettes while he's while he's oh. kicking.
3: Oh, he's gonna the Do you mean the guy that I was about to take?
1: Oh, well, let's go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the kicker? Nigel? Yeah.
4: Yes. Uh, <laughs>
1: Damn he's wiry. Yes. <laughs> he's
2: wiry. <laughs> Nigel, the leg, uh, Gunther. I don't know his last name, but yeah, nailed it. That's going to be my, th- my third pick to round out the guys. I'm going to build my franchise around. Mm.
1: So guys, I think what we got to do, we'll put a graphic together for this and we will put yeah. it out online and we'll let people vote to see who came up with the best team. Yeah. For our, for our fictional fantasy football draft. Yeah. Uh, but That was a lot of fun. Bull, listen, man, you gave us a ton of time. Uh, If we kept you too long, sorry, but we had a great time with you. Thank you so much for joining us Uh, again. Catch fun, guys. Catch Adam the Bull, Bull and Fox show, 2 to 7 p.m. every weekday on 92.3 The Fan. Plus, Bulls, you know, you can catch him doing other stuff as well, talking sports, all that stuff. So, Bull, again, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we hope to catch up with you again soon. It was great. A lot of fun, guys. Thanks. And once again, our humongous thanks goes out to Adam the Bull from the Bull and Fox show on 92.3 The Fan. That was actually pretty cool, guys, at the beginning of that interview. I knew they had been around about 10 years, but we got to kind of celebrate that 10 years. Uh, by the way, if you want to follow Adam the Bull, follow him on Twitter, Adam the Bull fan, Adam the Bull fan. Uh, we got to kind of celebrate with that with him for a minute because their 10-year anniversary is officially coming up on Sunday. Uh, and, and listen, one thing I will say outside of one show for 92, three, they, a lot of those guys have been around for a long time. Ken Carman's been there for a long time. Uh, yeah. their afternoon show has been there for a long time since the start. Bull and Fox yeah. has been there since the start. They've, they've done a great job of just kind of keeping it together and keeping it rolling there. So, uh, again, our huge thank you goes out to Adam the Bull. He does a great job with the show. But uh, uh, he did an even better job with us here on the podcast. A great guest. We had a lot of fun with him, and uh, hopefully we can have him on again. But go find him again at Adam the Bull fan on Twitter. So guys, that's going to pretty much wrap it up for episode 78. We've had good beers. We had a lot of laughs. We had some Cleveland love, some Brown's love, some Indians. like. Uh, and so that's going to just take it to our last segment of the episode as always. We're going to finish it on the high note. We're going to finish with our three cheers of the week and i will let chad uh you let us off with the garage beers of the week i'll let you lead us off with the three cheers of the week what do you got
3: all right well uh
2: this one uh, yeah i mean you talked about a high note i'm gonna end it on a super high note here
1: uh guys my cheer goes out to oj okay uh, you know what yeah. just end the episode just end the episode <laughs> <laughs> listen
3: so in the athletics. Uh, he did an interview with the, uh, in the athletic, uh, I don't know. It's like, like a few days ago. Uh, OJ
2: uh, decided to say because he was named like one of the top hundred NFL players of all time. Uh, and it was a weird interview, but he decided <laughs> he's quoted as saying that uh, he, he has a hard time with LA, which means he has a hard time going to LA uh, because he uh. feels like he would be sitting next to the sitting next to the real killer. So uh, I mean, Or sitting inside of him. So my cheer goes out to OJ for keeping himself safe and not going to LA,
3: (laughs) staying out of LA, (laughs) and
0: and, for keeping himself safe. Good on, good
2: on OJ. Oh God! For knowing, for for knowing his boundaries and knowing, you know, not to go into dangerous situations.
0: As OJ's always said, safety first. (laughs) God.
1: <laughs> oh my god
4: that is oh, one good. Of the funniest.
2: sorry good on you good on you oj good on you The
1: <laughs> thought of him actually coming out in an interview and saying <laughs> well i could be sitting next to the killer <laughs> yeah well listen what do they put next- do they put a do they put a mirror in the booth you're sitting in like what <laughs> He could be sitting next to him anywhere.
2: So, but you know, LA <laughs> is a triggering area for him. So, <sighs> put on you, OJ. Stay, oh, safe, was... <laughs> Stay safe, Juice.
1: Stay safe, Juice. <laughs> oh God, the new mayor of Safety Town, OJ.
4: Simpson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was. Thank you, Chad. Thank you for that. Oh, that... Thank you for that. All right, uh, I'm going to send it to me next, and uh, this one's an actual cheer. Uh, And and it's as much of a thanks as it is a cheer. But uh, there's something cool about the platform that we have here. There's something cool about uh, Browns, uh, the Browns family, the Cleveland family, uh, the people that have decided to follow us. Enjoy the show. Again, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. We hope we make it worth your while. Um, But I was I posted last week on Twitter that I don't like for me. I don't know. I want to take my son to a Browns game. He's never been to a Browns game, but I, I don't know that I want to go to a regular season game. People get crazy for that. I don't know that I want to spend $100 on a ticket for a four-year-old to go to a Browns game. That's a lot. And so I just kind of posted, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about going to this preseason game. And I kind of posted it with the intention of like, hey, anybody else I follow on Twitter are going to be down there. Maybe we grab a beer. Maybe we say hi, whatever. And I did that. And I get an almost immediate response from a guy named Chris Coverdale. Uh, his Twitter handle is C underscore Coverdale 06. And so Chris Coverdale just responds to me and he goes, Hey, uh, I've got season tickets to the game. I cannot go on or for, for the Browns. I can't go to the preseason game on Sunday. They're yours if you want them. Just for free. Here, take these tickets. Nice. Just a random dude that I've never met before. Brown's fan, Brown season ticket holder, I, I, I post a picture of Patrick in his brown sweatshirt and say, "Man, I really want to get him to a game." And this guy comes through and he's like, "Hey, take these tickets." I mean, like, cheers to you, Chris Coverdale. You get sure. my cheer of the week. Dude, my son had the most fun at that Browns game. He didn't really know what's going on because he's four. But when the Browns scored that touchdown in the first half, he was up jumping around, cheering, giving nice. high fives to people. We met the Browns nice. fighter down there, uh, who's a a, a pretty uh, famous Browns Twitter guy. Uh, we took a picture with him. We just had an overall great time. So cheers to you, Chris Coverdale. That was generous. It was uh, it was unexpected, and um, and you made you you made memories for me and my son, and and I cannot thank you enough for that. So cheers to Chris Coverdale. Uh, Joe, I'll send it to you for our last cheers of the week. I need to go first on these things. <laughs> oh, here comes here comes Joe. Well here I comes hate comes the military. Joe.
3: Oh
4: Joker.
3: man. Um, <laughs>
1: first of all, I'd like to say F the military. Uh secondly. Nope.
3: Absolutely not. Um I don't know. I mean, mine is so weak that I just am gonna end on it anyways and Yeah, do it. Go on the sinking ship. I want to thank the technology of exterminators. I've had a brown recluse infestation (laughs) over the past couple of weeks. Oh, no. And thankfully, I only find dead ones now. So uh, thank you,
1: exterminators. Dude, dude, do not sell yourself short. That is a very valid cheer of the week. Yeah. (laughs) If if you've got an infestation of brown recluse spiders, uh, I think anybody listening to this either decides, okay, my place is infested. So I either need uh, a exterminator or I'm lighting the shit on fire. It's like, weird. one I'm, of those like, numb
3: to kill like, i see like, I see them outside of the apartment, obviously, like now, because you can't treat the world of them. Um, and like, I'm just so numb to like, just killing them now. Um, but it's weird, because like, I work from home, so I'm here all the freaking time. And now there's just like, dead spiders that I find everywhere and Oh. i'm usually like not like a weird guy with spiders but when they can like make your arms swell up and like you can lose appendages <laughs> from it like that's kind of where i draw my line not my favorite <laughs> not my favorite thing um but if you do swallow them your stomach acid will kill them and it won't have any adverse effect on you they can't so, oh if you if you swallow a poisonous spider um don't take that advice um i'm pretty <laughs> sure i'm pretty
4: sure that if you no, swallow, no no
1: no 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 Joey is not a trained uh, scientist in any way, shape, or form. Please do not go about swallowing poisonous spiders. If you do, you do that at your own risk. The show does not take responsibility for you swallowing poisonous spiders. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> God,
4: Joe, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a
1: weird route. <laughs> it, if you see a black widow, just put it in your mouth. It's fine. <laughs> just put it in your it's mouth. Fine. It's fine. Oh uh, man, uh, that was no, a weird endorsement. I think that was valid. I think our three cheers of the week was probably the best one we've ever done, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> wow. We had cheers to OJ. We, we had cheers laughed, to, to Chris Coverdale, cried. which I think what's really fun is Chris Coverdale gets mentioned in the same subject as OJ. Uh, he probably yeah. didn't ask for that. Uh, we didn't Chris Coverdale does down. And broad Rock Spiders. Chris Coverdale does not have trouble with L.A. <laughs> No, he can go wherever he wants, really. He's that's not a one time
3: headset. compared to O.J. Simpson. That's what he's <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah. go out
1: on. <laughs> All right, boys, that's been episode 78. Those are our three cheers of the week. If you got anything special that you want to cheers this week, send it to us and we'll retweet it out on our page. Uh listen, before we get out of here, a couple things. Uh really exciting stuff coming up on the podcast. Next week, uh Ohio State football starts. And on Thursday, the day of the first game for Ohio State football, we have got one of the absolute all-time greatest Ohio state football players. We have not released who it is yet. We're not going to do that here, but let's just say he's the first uh, to win certain awards and his name will go down in history forever as one of the all-time greatest Buckeyes. So you do not want to miss that next week. It's a super special episode, a super special Ohio state kickoff episode. Then after that, we have other incredible special guests. We're going to play the Brown schedule game with Cameron justice. Uh, P.S. The last time we played the Browns schedule game with Cameron Justice was last year. And we all predicted the Browns to go 11 and 5. All of us, all four of us p- predicted 11 and 5 for the Browns. And the Browns win 11 and 5. So you don't want to miss the special Browns schedule, uh, schedule game that we're going to release with Cameron Justice. We've got other incredible special guests that are already confirmed. We've got uh, R.J. Umberger, former Columbus Blue Jacket. We're going to get ready for hockey season. We've got uh, Katie Najat. Gold medalist from Cleveland, pole vaulter, gold medalist, and we've got so much more, including some guests that are. Uh, we're just waiting on confirming dates, but you're not going to want to miss that, especially you bronze fans. So stick with us. Pay attention to our socials, especially if you want to find out the special Ohio State player for next week. We will announce that early next week. You do not want to miss that. So uh, again, a couple thank yous. First of all, thank you to Adam the Bull from 923 The Fan. Uh, Adam, the bull fan on Twitter for joining us. Uh, uh, Thank you to all these wonderful beer makers. And as always, our biggest thank you goes to you, the listener. We thank you for your support. Go follow us. If you're not following our socials specifically, I will uh, uh, shout out Instagram. If you don't follow our Instagram, please go follow our Instagram. Uh, That only helps us to get these amazing special guests that we've been so lucky to have. So that's going to do it for us. For Joey down in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers, Joe for Chad on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers, Chad, I'm over here on the west side. I'm Garage Beers Mike saying that's been episode 78. Don't miss Ohio State Buckeyes kickoff episode, episode 79 next week. Cheers, everybody.